0: This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. We're launching into hour number one. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our website we give away, so enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. The toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want is 800-800. Two five nine ninety that is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You know, I hope we are on in Indianapolis tonight. I didn't take the time to check their sports schedule to see if they had any sports games tonight because I want to open up with a story that I guess we can say we sort of predicted would happen, Mark. Uh, We've, of course, on this program have been talking for a long time now uh, about this security theater in this country. The concept that uh, you've got this TSA in all of the country's airports that, you know, they look really official with their badges and their uniforms and they're searching you and you think, well, maybe they're keeping you safe. Well, of course, if you actually look at the TSA's own statistics, it's, it's pretty clear that they don't catch most of the stuff that they their own testing teams send through. Right. Fact, There's a the news- vast majority.
1: There was a news story uh, recently out of Colorado um, that apparently they sent their red team, that's uh, the the, the team that they test themselves with, mm-hmm. and uh, they missed 90% of the guns, knives, and bombs that they tested themselves on.
0: Now, to be fair, sometimes they catch up to 25% and miss 75%. Yes, so it varies. Well, it,
1: it, it probably goes even higher than that. I would say on an average that you're talking they miss 75%. Yeah. And we'll give them the credit there. Um, but it's it, well, you know, no credit. They're no, crappy. They're awful. <laughs> uh, it's awful, and it doesn't do anything to keep you
0: safe. And of course, uh, the, you know, the real uh, important point is, and you've made this point several times, is that. Even if a terrorist was to get through the security with a bomb or a gun or whatever the heck, it, whatever weapon he is his of choice, and gets on an airplane, he'd never make it because no. the people of America aren't going to stand for
1: it. Anymore. No, uh, what happened on Flight 73 is what's going to happen all over America is um, that people are going to be running down the aisles, taking out this terrorist as best they can, and assuming he manages to make it into the cockpit, there's no pilot in America that would fly into a building. You know, I mean, I, I just don't know. I mean, he's you know, they're, they're going to do their very best to uh, to uh, prevent that from happening. And they're they're certainly not going to let the terrorists take over. it. Right. It's a numbers
0: game at this point. Americans are, I think, no longer going to be cowed by a couple guys on a on a flight. There's if there's 200 people on the flight and two people with box cutters, I don't think Americans are going to let that happen again. So I'm not too concerned personally. I don't think most Americans are really that concerned. Um, if you are, 1-800-259-9231, if you like the TSA. If right? You think are you they're... not
1: flying because of the t- possibility of terrorists, or are you not flying because cause people aren't flying nearly as much as they were? Are you no, not flying because not. the TSA bothers the crap out of you?
0: I would choose the latter, personally. And I know many people who have also chosen the same thing. They will choose to drive, even if it means an extra eight or ten hours in the car. Yeah. Uh, they'll choose to drive rather than submit themselves to the tyranny Of the TSA at the airports. Now, I had suggested that um, we're going to see an expansion of the security, so-called security, the security theater. I suggested that we're going to see maybe roadblocks. Right? Did I make that suggestion, Mark? Yes. Right. Uh, We haven't quite gotten there yet. Now, of course, there are the regular cops that do DUI checkpoints and that sort of thing. And so, obviously, you could count that as roadblocks. But I'm talking about, like, terrorist checkpoints. That's what I'm talking about. And I figured that, well, what would bring this about would be some sort of ground-based terrorist attack. Which, of course, makes more sense because the terrorists know uh, this sort of nebulous group out there, right? They know that there's a lot of security around airplanes, and they know that if they, even if they did get through, that the American people weren't going to stand for it. But it'd be a lot easier for them to, say, hijack a gasoline tanker and run it into the side of a huge building in a major metropolis.
1: Something similar to what happened in Oklahoma City.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but some sort of truck bomb or, or whatever. Something that they could really just run completely under the radar until the time comes to actually... Do the damage, right? Right. So that hasn't happened yet. Thank goodness. And so we don't quite yet have these uh, TSA roadblocks that I sort of suggested might happen. But we're halfway there. Okay. Here's the story from IndyStar.com. Screeners from the Transportation Security Administration checked passengers at two downtown city bus stops this morning looking for weapons and... Suspicious behavior. David Kane, a federal security bureaucrat for the TSA in Indianapolis, called it a viper operation, which he says it's called visual intermodal prevention response. We have plainclothes inspectors, blue-gloved uniformed security officers who are checking baggage, the behavior detection officers, and federal air marshals, which are the law enforcement arm of the TSA. Now, they are bringing the air marshals... On to buses now. They're checking people at bus stops in downtown Indianapolis. Okay. Security stations were set up at bus stops at Capitol Avenue and Market Street, as well as some other streets in the city. Security stations. eh, They're not using the term checkpoint. It's just a station. If you're riding the bus, you'll be checked. And some passengers were patted down or submitted to having bags checked. Now, the TSA points out that the searches were by permission, meaning that patrons could decline to be checked. And However, what happens? those who did decline would, uh, would not be turned away, an official
1: said, unless they otherwise appeared to be a security threat. Well, um... Just to be clear, the uh, TSA checks uh, at the airport are, are by permission also. You can but choose- they won't let you on the plane. Right. You won't get on the plane. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. They're not letting people on. They are letting people on the bus. They
0: claim, Is- they claim that those who did not get permission would not be turned away, quote, unless they otherwise appear to be a security threat. Okay. Which, of course, could they could very well say, well, we
1: think you're a security threat. Get right. They, you turned on a a search. It right. sounds to me like somebody in that position would consider you to be a security threat just because of that very fact. Now, this is the first story. And the story's over. So this is the first story that I have seen. And maybe it's
0: going on elsewhere. Uh, if you know this, if you're living in a different uh, area of the country and you've seen the TSA operating Outside of airports, I'm really curious as to hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Also, if you're somebody that is really in favor of this idea, you're somebody who loves the TSA being in the airports, you like the idea of them uh, coming outside of the airports to random bus stops, setting up these, uh, these little security points where they can check your baggage. And, of course, they're saying it's voluntary for now, but...
1: That's going to change, don't yeah, you think? I, voluntarily, I don't know, voluntarily searching bags? Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of sense does that make? Do terrorists allow people to search their <laughs> bags? <laughs> I wouldn't think so. I mean, it, what, I wouldn't if I were what, a terrorist. What is that about? So now we've checked the people who will allow us to check our their bags. That doesn't mm. make me feel any safer. Yeah. I mean, the idea of the TSA sort of... It, it it seems like a good idea. It makes you feel a little safer that there's there's officials looking through bags, looking for bombs and guns. Well, that sounds good and everything. They're very, very bad at it.
0: Do they think someone's going to hijack a city bus now, like in the movie Speed? Is this where they get all their ideas from, is Hollywood?
1: I don't know. I don't know. It seems like Hollywood is uh, paid to come up with good ideas.
0: 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to Eric in Michigan. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello.
2: Evening, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, I'd just like to tell you that I really don't think, uh, as you said, that you're ever going to see a plane hijacked again with a box cutter or even a gun because it's just not going to happen. People aren't going to let it happen. Okay. But I think the real threat now is uh, explosives, and there's something called binary explosives, and I think that's very dangerous. I saw a video online of a guy who made it with chemicals he didn't identify, and uh, basically he mixes up this red compound, and he put one drop of it on a wick, or rather a fuse. Mm Mm-hmm set next to a watermelon, and it quite literally vaporized the watermelon with one drop of this stuff.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I so, saw that know? stuff in uh, Die Hard 3.
3: Pretty cool. <laughs> well,
2: this guy actually did it. So uh, I don't think you're ever going to see a, a plane hit a building again, but you might see you know, a plane get taken down by something like that. So I mean, I think it's good to have some sort of security just to check people for, you know... Oh, I'm not uh, arguing against
1: security. Yeah. I'm arguing against the government security. Now, you do r- realize, Eric, we got the TSA after 9-11, and the mm-hmm. tragedy of 9-11 wasn't that planes got blown up. The tragedy of 9/11 was that buildings got blown up, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, what would what would be the point in stopping um, people from going on planes and blowing up, say, 300 people on a plane? Or if you've, you're talking about this explosive that sounds something akin to a uh, you know a nuclear weapon, something that powerful? What would be the thing that would keep them from getting in the building and just, you know, as a maintenance worker or something? I mean, they they took uh, airplane classes, right? Why well, they could just, if they wanted to blow up a building with this stuff, they could just blow up the building, right? You get jobs at the uh, the airport. I mean, are we gonna do you do you support uh, the idea of TSA agents being at every single building in America?
2: Absolutely
1: not. Okay, then why the ludicrous idea of having them check uh, airplanes?
2: In a few places, you have quite a co- uh, concentration of people as you do on an airplane. And if you blow well,
1: come on. No no, 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 not concentration of people. They killed the most people by running, flying into buildings, Eric. Look, right, there's the nothing wrong with... Maybe Skyscrapers are, have a lot more people than buildings, Perhaps, and they fall down if you blow up the bottom f- bottom of them. Perhaps I have not been crystal clear. There's nothing wrong with
0: security as long as it's done on a private basis. Thanks for the call, Eric. 800-259-9231. Let's get rid of this awful bureaucracy known as the TSA. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us, including the updates. Get signed up for the updates. We'll clue you in whenever you need to know something fresh about the program. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free, of course. That's updates. FreeTalkLive.com Fact I sent out an update today Announcing that we've posted a little bit late But better late than never uh, Posted the newest torrent On our website which means that when we finish an entire month's worth of archives, and again, we give away all of our archives for free, but when we finish an entire month, we turn it in, into a torrent file, so all you have to do is download the torrent, and then you'll automatically get an entire month's worth of shows all at one time. So if you've missed a month, easy way to grab it is from our torrents, which you can get for free, of course, at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the second American revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org Let's go to the phones to the fun Indianapolis Elliot is on the line listening on WXNT Hello Elliot How
4: are you
5: doing? Great, Good, sir What's on your mind? Well, I was calling about the TSA stuff downtown Yes, sir um, There's a couple of problems with that And it, it hasn't come up That story That story is actually about a week old here But um, there's a few issues One, Indiana is a shall issue state for... Uh, Open or concealed carry. Mm -hmm. So, if you that
1: means that if you want to have a uh, weapon, a gun, is or conceal it, is all you have to do is go to your sheriff, fill out a piece of paperwork, and he pretty much has to. Although I'm sure they come up with excuses now and then, pretty much has to give you that permit.
5: Right, unless you're felon or you know domestic abusers, something like that. God
1: knows we wouldn't want felons, um, ex felons, to be able to protect their families.
5: (laughs) Well, I'm. (laughs) um, but the other the other major problem with that, and I used to work for the transit system,
4: mm-hmm. is,
5: number one, the buses are not statutorily prohibited locations for carry. And there is no Indigo policy mm. regarding a licensed carry of a firearm on the bus. Um, when I worked for them, the rule was basically, if they're not being an idiot with it, leave it alone. Mm, um, sure. Now we we would occasionally tell people who are carrying openly, look, while you're on the buses, conceal it. You, you know, it it causes drama. The bus the bus drivers call it in as you know.
6: There's somebody on the gun Mike, on the
1: bus. No, on the there's gun, somebody <laughs> with a gun on the bus. Now hold on a second. If if I have a shall issue per, um, permit to carry openly, but mm-hmm. I for whatever reason have never gotten one to carry concealed, so I don't have the permit from any. any are they sheriff. separate permits?
5: Yes. No, it, it, is not, it is not a separate permit. It's a, it's a single permit, and actually um, the permit, all it says, is licensed to carry handgun in the state of Indiana. Gotcha. Um, licensee is hereby licensed. Carry on their person or in a vehicle. Any handgun lawfully possessed by licensee.
0: So what do you think so, the TSA would do if they came across somebody with a gun in their bag?
5: Well, there, there was an issue with that. Was there? Um, there, there was a guy who had a permit, had a weapon on his hip and said, Yeah, go ahead and search me and they pat him down and um this was all going on right outside uh one of those bus stops is very close to the uh Capitol building okay. and uh the couple of the Capitol police guys are still friends of mine and you know, basically the guy said, Yeah, go ahead and they searched him, they searched his bag and TSA uh as they described her uh four foot eight uh fat chick Hmm. um (laughs) found his weapon on his hip basically freaked out yeah Um, a a lot of americans would yeah they tried to tell him he couldn't get on the bus they ended up with an impd uh sergeant involved and at the end of the day the impd sergeant told him he's got a license you don't have anything saying he can't get on the bus let him on the bus
4: good
1: well, it's good, so, but the guy's time was wasted pretty thoroughly. He could true. very well have missed um, the first bus and had to wait for the second one.
5: Correct. But, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things, uh, and I, I think I, I kind of part ways with you guys on, uh, on your theory on this, but the TSA at the airport and, to a lesser extent, the TSA on the, uh, on the buses, those, now, they're federally subsidized, but they are still, you know, American Airlines Delta Airlines are still Private
4: corporations and right
5: you know basically they are saying if you want to ride on our plane, you have to go through a security screening and well no that's cheap- not the case no that's, these
1: are these are federal mandates right. um that are being brought down. We don't know what uh now, now those uh, airlines have gotten so thoroughly in bed with the uh t s a and the federal government in general with their little handouts and all that stuff that the federal government's given them that they'll do what they're told, so you know. To some extent, you're you're correct. Right. I mean, the they are saying do. that, but at the very same time, this is um, the Transportation Security Authority by the the government.
0: Right. This was uh, forced on the airlines, and they can't really say or do anything about it. We don't know what they would do. What I'd like to do is find out what they would do by getting rid of the TSA and allowing either airports or the airlines themselves to determine their own security
4: policy. Or could
1: I open up an airline called Freedom Airlines and say, absolutely none of my passengers will be screened, (laughs) and all of them that don't have guns on their hips will be issued a gun on the way into the the airplane? Do you think that that... The federal government would allow that.
5: Well, you you could probably do it, but oh, I bet you couldn't. Your your, your
6: pilots wouldn't get federal licenses. You wouldn't right. fly on yeah. any fe- enter any federal... Right. Federal and you can't say that the
1: that the airline is being voluntarily entering into yeah. this. I mean, that's that. You know, you can't get a license to do anything. Plus, Mark, you'd probably have to build your own private airports right, in order to do that because it's the government's too.
0: airports too. Right? Because well, they you know they're screening those people before they get into the little waiting zone where there's several airlines that all use the same area, so it probably wouldn't work out that way. But thanks for sharing that story with us, man. We really appreciate yeah. hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And he used the term subsidized for the TSA. Not quite accurate. It's uh, it's a fully government uh, run agency. It's a federal agency, which brings me to the question of what in the hell is the TSA? doing at a state run or a city run bus stop what are they giving is there some sort of money transfer going on here is there some There's sort just of federal they're money? stepping out of line
1: because they can and no one's going to stop them
0: but they're they're they they are they do not i mean they don't even understand the rules in indianapolis as he pointed out the guy had a gun he had a license to have the gun and the tsa girl flipped out she doesn't. She doesn't even know what the local laws are. She knows even less as a TSA agent. She knows even less than the average cop about the law. Can't argue with you on that. So I think it's just an awful uh, precedent to be setting. I went. I did a, a quick search of Google News during the break just to see if there was any other incidents of the TSA setting up these uh, essentially checkpoints at bus stops. And apparently, so far, it's only Indianapolis. I don't know why. Why did they pick Indy? Yeah, what's going on in Indianapolis that uh, they've decided they need to look at bus passengers' It's bags. a viper
1: pit of terrorist activity in Indianapolis. Yeah, and that's what they call their little
0: interdiction <laughs> program, VIPR. It stands for Visual Intermodal Prevention Response. I wonder how many people in the TSA know what intermodal means. I don't think I even know what that means. And I went to gifted school. Doesn't that mean other uh, like lots of different modes of transportation. different modes i guess so yeah so there you go so maybe this is like the test program for the viper program maybe they're seeing how they're received by the people uh in indianapolis and are planning on expanding this out which of course would you know this is what government bureaucracies do best right? oh yes government they get
1: bureaucracies bigger. grow
0: and so now that they've taken over all of the airports it's time to take over all of the bus stops are you ready for this america Does this make you feel good? Make you feel secure? 800-259-9231. Say goodbye to your privacy. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. George
2: Phillies is the right candidate for president. A serious, well-educated candidate who stands for the basic principles of liberty and the basic principles of this nation.
7: Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message.
0: This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves, toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL C-A-I toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us, including the Wiki, over 1,400 pages created by listeners just like you. Wiki.freetalklive.com gets you to it. It's totally free, of course.
1: W-Y-K-I.freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will, or a living trust. In minutes, LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's code FTL like free talk live. LegalZoom.com. We're
0: talking about the situation in Indianapolis that may be coming to a city near you. The federal government um, has decided that it's not far enough to have their TSA agents stationed at every single airport terminal in America. Now they want to station them at your local bus stops, or at least a handful of them to start, Uh, maybe in more sensitive locations, like, say, by federal buildings, that sort of thing. Uh, Down in Indianapolis, or in Indianapolis about a week ago or so, they had uh, four or five bus stops where the TSA set up, Uh, locations where they were demanding people, they allow them to search their bags. Now, they weren't mandating it. You could refuse the search. But nonetheless, this is quite an ominous, uh, quite an ominous situation. It It sounds
1: like a practice run.
0: For freedom in this country. And I love it. I was looking at the comments in the Star forum here. One guy says, 70 homicides in Indianapolis so far this year, and not one of the perpetrators arrived or left their crime scene by bus. What's next? Stopping pedestrians so
1: they can show me your papers? Well." Yes, that's, that's that is logically what will come next. That's that uh, you know they might as well teach the TSA to talk in a funny German accent. Yeah, show me your papers <laughs> because that's what it really seems
0: like. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I want to know how. I mean, the you, only
1: thing they're missing is the jack boots.
0: I want to know how you feel about this. Let's go to Jennifer in Indianapolis, Jennifer listening on W Jennifer's gone. Let's go to Gabriel in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hello, Gabriel.
8: Yeah, hi there. Uh, my uncle was in charge of the security of the airport uh, in New York. Mm-hmm. He had seventy-five people working underneath him uh, in the days where there was a, a, there were a lot of hijack uh, going on.
1: Hijackings so were going told, on.
8: Yeah, he told me a few things. Um, he told me that every time they try as a practice to sneak bombs inside, they succeeded. I mean, his own people. Mm-hmm. But when they did profiling, they had big success. What they'll do, they'll stand in line when people uh, come in with the tickets and look at the person. For example, they saw one Japanese guy, young one, in them days, it was about, I don't know, 25 years ago or so, uh, they came and asked him, and they said, uh, "What do you have any relatives? Uh, what do you go? What do you want to see there, you know? And they saw immediately that this guy has nothing to do there. So they just refused him a ticket. And uh, he went to France, and then he succeeded from there to go to Israel and kill 17 people with hand grenades and machine guns at the airport.
4: Hmm. So
8: um, my point is that profiling is really very important. And, uh well you know,
1: I don't know profiling i I do see that profiling um it to to tell our cops that they can't look around for people and try to figure out who's going to be more or less likely to uh, commit a crime is ludicrous um you know shaking down little old ladies and that kind of thing um just to be fair it, it just annoys everybody but at the same time, what I'm afraid of um with when it comes to profiling is There'll be a separate Middle Easterner line at the mm-hmm. airport where um, they can do whatever they want to people, you know, of Middle Eastern descent, simply because of their, um, you know, their their land of origin.
0: because some guy who was a Middle Easterner has done something, or a handful of Middle Easterners have done something awful, therefore right. all of a, them come under suspect. A good
1: friend of mine, his name was um, Ali, and he was from Curacao, some island in the uh, uh, Caribbean. He, his ancestors had come from the Middle East, and. Um, He was really no more Muslim than I am Christian, and he, you know, he every time he went, he's like, yeah, I, I wear easy um, to take off and on clothes because they really like to uh, shake me down when I go through. You know, he, wow. he'd get checked every time he went
8: through the airport. Allow me to respond to this. Sure. I look a little bit like a Middle Eastern, you know, and when this whole thing started with the hijacking and everything, I was stopped in France. In the airport, they were very polite and very quick, and I know they stopped me only because I look like an Arab, and I was nothing against it. That's for one. Then, when I came back, maybe in another flight, the Israelis stopped me because I look like an Arab. And as long as they did it quick, I don't see any sense to stop in 80, 90 years old. And also, I would go for locations in places like New York, Los Angeles, Miami. I would say, check more. Flights between some places in Arkansas. to, I don't know what, uh, another uh, state like this where the chance is very, very small... So up this, uh... You know, Gabriel,
0: your ideas may, uh, may be valid, and a lot of other people have their own ideas as far as what they think uh, the security protocols should be. And the problem is, what we have is this government one-size-fits-all plan, where if Gabriel gets in charge, he gets to institute his plan across all of America, whereas if Mark gets in charge, he would institute his plan all across America. And that's a problem because uh, the one-size-fits-all, it doesn't work. You can't make it fit all. You have to make it so that each individual individual airline has the autonomy to decide for themselves. Gabriel, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from okay. you. And then you get competition in as a factor. When when you've got security combined with competition, I think you're going to have better security. I would agree. Also, if it were individual airlines that were setting their security protocols for themselves, one airline, say uh, American Airlines, might decide that uh, we want to secure, we want to make sure that all uh, Middle Eastern folk are extra screened on our airline. Whereas, maybe United Airlines would say, nah, we're not going to have any sort of discriminatory screening. Uh, We're okay. In fact, we're going to let you carry guns on the plane. Let's let each individual airline airline decide for themselves and then let the marketplace respond to only subsonic rounds though
1: what, what does that mean subsonic rounds rounds that don't break the uh, speed of sound sure yeah
0: i mean whatever sort of rules they want to but right now we don't have that ability right now it's whatever the federal government says goes and we all know how great the federal government is at making decisions let's continue with the calls talk to todd on the line from switzerland todd you're on free talk live what's on your mind
9: guys how are you doing great what's hey, up good um I don't know if you guys uh previous uh, nights have brought up this uh, issue of uh, overcharging for um defense contracts in Iraq.
1: We we certainly have talked about uh, every kind of government waste there is imaginable.
9: Well, Mark had
0: a story that we didn't get to about I guess the US military the Pentagon sending I guess shipping a couple of washers for something like yeah,
4: $900,000. I don't well, think we did Let's bring about it that. up quickly
9: then. Sure. Um, basically, the story is there was a contractor in South Carolina um, that was supplying um, a variety of you know really cheap stuff like elbow pipe joints and washers, but they were charging for the shipping, you know, nine hundred thousand dollars.
4: Yeah, insane.
9: For two of these of these items, and just, I just it was a total of twenty million dollars uh, uh, bilked out of the American people a black hole. When, when, when the United States goes to war.
1: Well, I think that that's true. It's going to be true with any, um, con- any bureaucracy is going to ha- have problems. And the bigger the bureaucracy, the more problems it's going to have because there's less communication there's going to be. Switzerland, smaller government, um, you know, it's going to have fewer problems. But, uh, you know, bureaucracy is yeah, bureaucracy.
9: Yeah, I mean, I am mean, originally from the States, but it's true it's that the government is more efficient about this sort of thing. You know, they only have 7 million citizens to keep track of.
0: Probably a much smaller Sorry. military. As well. Now, is it Switzerland where every uh, male has to go into the military for a couple of years?
9: Yeah, yeah. They, from 18 to 40 uh, year olds basically have to uh, serve, and they um, they have uh, issued mandatorily um, assault rifles that they take home with them. What about you? you do I have, have
1: one? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm asking. Uh, do you? Since you're there, as an American, you, are you required to uh, serve in any way?
9: No, no, I suppose if, you know, anyone that becomes a Swiss citizen within that age range would have to, to do one of two things, um, either serve or pay the government money. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. You can very, buy – wait, kind of wait, a,
0: you can buy your way out of the military service?
9: Yeah, if you're rich, you, you can buy your way <laughs> out. Otherwise, you serve. And, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily uh, – Against the idea... Of, I am against
0: uh, the idea. Man, national uh, no, no, services... No, talk-
9: let me back up. I'm not against yeah. the idea that people, you know, have the option to keep an assault rifle at home, per se. Oh, I love that I idea. I crime's That's low.
0: fine. Yeah, gun possession's a good thing. Hey, it's thanks for the call, the man. man. We're out of time. Thank you, though. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231 is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Guns? Possessing them? That's fine. Mandating it? No. Mandating national service? That's even scarier. More coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, live, Saturday edition. You take control. Toll free, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything, though we are talking about the TSA. Expanding out from the airports and into your local bus stops. Maybe soon to just be stopping people on the streets. Who knows? 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then we ask that you go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You know Amazon. If you've ever been online before, I'm sure you've shopped there. They are the world's largest internet retailer 41 categories to shop in all kinds of great products, super deals and great free super saver shipping as well on many purchases over 25 bucks so what I want you to do is go to amazon.freetalklive.com when you're ready to sh- uh, to start shopping that's where you need to start it's kind of like the portal that gets you into Amazon and if you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com freetalk live will get a percentage of your purchase so you get the stuff you need and you help free Talk live at the same time what could be better? Amazon.freetalklive.com. Let's uh, go to the phones and talk to, I believe, Joe in Michigan. Do we have Joe on the line? Hello, Joe. Hey, guys. What's up?
5: Hey, I was going to talk about um, today I was actually um, at the Salvation Army.
4: Yeah.
5: Earlier today. So after the Salvation Army invaded Iraq, this old lady had walked through the doorway. And she was you know, a little old lady. She had a bag in her hand. And she no, she was hunched over. She had like really dark black eyes.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: I, was my, I was with my good friend Chris and his older brother John. So we're looking at like we're looking at heads. Joe.
10: Now oh, wait a minute. No, now were you? you to come back to bed. You've been gone for like an hour. Um, I'll be there in a second, Candy. You know my. You know I referred my first name. Sorry, Buttercup. Thanks
0: for the call, sweeties. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Sounded like we interrupted something there. I think we should have let him go.
1: What just happened on our phone line? Uh, that sounded like they uh, were. I don't know. Something awful. It, he wanted to go back to bed.
0: Anyway, let's continue with the calls it's and good. talk. Gotta be well rested. <laughs> to Jason listening on WFTL in Florida. Hello, Jason.
7: How are you doing, gentlemen? Good, sir. What's on your mind? Well, um, I would like. You're right, and you're wrong on a couple of points here.
4: Okay, tell um, us how.
7: Because you're lumping this all into one category, and there are three distinct categories. Uh, constitutionally and legally here All right. Number one, the federal government Has absolutely no power Over local transportation That's a line that you're absolutely right, should not be crossed, because that's a very dangerous thing.
0: But I have a feeling that uh, there's probably some federal money being given to the Indianapolis government. There's a lot of Department of Homeland Security money that's spread around, and usually when federal money is accepted by local governments, it comes with lots of strings, which may very well give them the ability to do these things.
7: Exactly, and that's why, On the well, I guess legally you're right, but, but my point is, on a local level, we as citizens need to ensure that the government doesn't have that ability to intrude. In other words, absolutely. they should not have they should not have the ability to intrude in any way on my local travel or anything like that. On the other end, you've got international travel, which absolutely the federal government does have the constitutional power to regulate and be involved in. You know, they're crossing our national borders. The the third category is is interstate travel, which since the airlines are doing it as a business, they do come under the Interstate Commerce Clause.
1: Now, that sounds kind of like you're pushing the Interstate Commerce Clause. Um, well,
7: the reason, the reason I say that is it's, it's simple. If you did it strictly on an airline-by-airline basis, there are dozens of airlines who operate across all state lines. And what happens is this: right now, I can go to Travelocity or Expedia and get a a ticket from Orlando to Seattle, in which I change planes and change airlines without going, you know, out of the airport or anything. I just go from one gate to the next.
4: Mm
7: -hmm. the The problem is, if you tried to do it on a strictly voluntary airline to airline, airport to airport basis, you would be dealing with such a massive entanglement of rules. Unless you're going to be willing to search or, you know, unless you're going to be willing to go through each individual airline's different requirements and each different state's requirements, it would create such a mess that I think in this case, as much as I hate to say this, a one – standardized bureaucracy is really the only practical solution. Well, it, 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 I can Otherwise, see how it would really
1: come up as a practical solution because um, it would be difficult to do, switching planes and that kind of thing. But the fact is that bureaucracy misses 70 to <laughs> seventy to 90% of the guns, knives, and bombs oh, Mark, that they, they, they test just, themselves they on. They just need more money. So as that's a result,
7: an, it isn't entirely working. Different, that's an entirely different question. But if you set up a voluntary system, I mean, 50 states... I, my concealed weapons permit is not good in multiple states, even though the Fourth Amendment or the, you know, the this um, the, not the second, but the uh, reciprocity clause in the Constitution, the, the uh, um you know, all there shouldn't be reciprocity points. when
1: the Constitution says that uh, the right to free, um, keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I mean, I, oh,
7: that's true. I, I agree. That should be. A, there shouldn't be a concealed weapons permit at all. But my point is. um now if you would you would shut down air travel in this country because there would just be such a massive. Oh,
0: I don't believe you for a moment. I think you're underestimating the uh, the marketplace and no, how uh, people in competition businesses so, but... businesses who are competing with each other will be competing for ease of use. Um, they will be competing to make it so whatever their rules are are very simple to understand and whatever the process is is very simple to get through.
7: But you're dealing with fifty separate states. I, I wasn't fact,
0: advocating that state governments uh, control anything. My, my What I was advocating is that each individual airline set their own policy. That's what I was I advocating. I
7: would, but, but unfortunately those those airlines' policies would be subject to state regulation... And the, the well, constitution- the problem
0: there is with the government, right. not that's, with that, the airlines.
1: That's a state regulation problem. Now, let me go back to uh, the government having, in, in, in your mind, constitutionally having sway over interstate travel. The Interstate Commerce Clause? Th- because of the Interstate Commerce Clause. Right, right. Um, well, not- now, what if the federal government – now, now, let's say that they do. They, um, we'll, we'll work from your paradigm. They do, in fact, okay. have sway. You've made a very good um, argument for that. Um, what if the federal government decided that they should do body cavity searches on every single person who enters um, a plane? Would that be good right and just
7: well that would be that would be extreme. it would be
1: constitutional by what you had said
7: you know that that's that's that would be a question for the courts and the and the voters well the
1: courts to are the <laughs> courts are rigged at this point the courts rule in favor of the
7: state every yeah. time
1: every single yeah. time the the courts rule in favor of the big government um you know the government has the right to do this the fact is the government has um you know it's taxed the airlines by making it so that people don't want to travel inter right. um inter- uh, international travel into the united states is down international travel out of the united states is down intra um uh, nation national tr- uh, travel is down all Forms of airline traffic are down because some people don't, for whatever reason, want to fly. You can blame it on the terrorists, or you can blame it on the TSA. I personally I blame picked the it TSA. on
4: the TSA to some
7: extent because it is. But then the, the, you do have the opportunity to travel interstate by other means. Oh, you, would, you do. You know, but
1: now the TSA is checking bus stops in Indianapolis. When will it happen in Miami?
7: Uh, yeah, unfor- but again, you know, that's really the citizens have to be awake. And you know something? And they aren't. If half of what do we do? Well, what,
1: what, what do I do do I I mean we I go on the airline I bring my little metal um, Bill of rights and they you know I, I hand it to them as they as I go through the metal screening thing to say here's my bill of rights you took it away from me that kind of thing you, they don't they care shrug it off. the last time I went through the TSA I was surrounded I said I don't want you to touch me I got uh, sss est or whatever and uh, they they wanted Super to do secret it, special search whatever they wanted to, to, to screen me as and I said I don't want you to touch me I was surrounded by seven police officers and a dog what was i supposed to do was as i supposed to point as, a, a you know a born uh, a born objective on them and whip out a gun and start smoking all of them <laughs> that would have been crazy
7: yeah but as long as it comes back to the the real the real point of this is as long as half of the people don't go out to vote and a significant number of those who do don't have an informed vote
1: i don't trust those gonna... people with with their with my freedom
7: well, no, I agree with you completely. <laughs> the on The problem that. is democracy.
1: The problem is it's two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. People have all these great ideas, and their great ideas include taking my right to travel with a you know gun on my hip, freely without being body cavity searched away from me.
0: And the problem, right. in my opinion, is the federal government. Jason, thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from great you. Great call, well informed. Uh, you know he, the uh, the internet, or excuse me, the interstate commerce clause is really we talk about how the constitution or I've talked about many times how the constitution you know it was a good good attempt it was a real good honest college you know good try at uh, creating something better and it worked for a little while until the three different supposedly checks and balances, the three different ba- uh, branches of the government started to work together instead of checking one another, instead of constantly right. it being a check on each other's power, they just all started patting each other on the back. And uh, then, you know, government kept getting bigger and bigger. And the Commerce Clause, the Interstate Commerce Clause is one of the biggest loopholes as far as it wasn't intended to work the no, way it, it is, it was it,
1: intended that states, um, you know, sell allow their citizens to sell right. to other states and that kind of. But thing. But now the interstate commerce uh,
0: interstate commerce clause is a justification for the T S A. It's a justification for all sorts of oppressive interstate regulations on, for instance, truck drivers, which raise the cost of uh, the foods that you buy in the grocery store. It's also an incredible, uh, incredibly intrusive justification for the war on drugs. As far as drugs crossing state borders, that's one of the excuses they use. All of these things are destroying your liberties. Hour two's is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. We're launching into hour number two of the program. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And normally you can call in about whatever you want, and we do have some calls on hold. Hopefully they will wait patiently because it's unusual that we have a guest right smack dab in the middle of the program uh, in hour number two. But we are definitely willing to make changes uh, for the guest we're going to announce here in a moment. His name is Ron Paul. Now, uh, if you don't know who he is, he is one of the Republican candidates running for president. And many people haven't heard the name Ron Paul, and and that's a shame, because more people really should hear uh, Ron Paul's name, and not only his name, but what he has to say. Uh, Ron Paul calling in, actually, from our home state of New Hampshire. Ron, you're on the line with Free Talk Live, Ian and Mark.
11: Thank you. Good to be with you.
0: Ron, it's an absolute pleasure. We've been uh, chasing after getting you on the show for quite a while now, so it's good to have you here.
9: Well, glad we got on.
0: Indeed. Um, w- before we start into some questions, because we've got you for a half an hour, as I understand it, and uh, we're going to be loaded up with, I'm sure, phone calls and questions. But for the uninitiated, Ron, for those who are just uh, just tuning in, hearing your voice for the first time, who are you? Why are you running for president? What makes you different from the rest of the Republicans?
11: Well, first off, I'm a physician. I practiced OBGYN off and on for 30 years, delivered 4,000 babies, but got interested in in economics and ran for Congress the first time in 1974. I subsequently have been elected 10 times, although I took a break and went back to medicine for 12 years. And I've been uh, sort of uh, waging a fight in Washington to cut back the size and scope of government and never would vote for anything that I didn't deem clearly constitutional, therefore I had to vote against most everything that comes up, up in Washington. And uh, after a long thought and many requests, uh, six months ago I made the decision I would become a candidate for the presidency, and uh, have been doing that and been pleased with the reception so far.
1: Now, um, how many terms have you served, served as a uh, representative in uh, Texas?
11: It's uh, ten times.
0: By the way, I'd like to let you know, Ron, that uh, you're the first politician to ever appear in the uh, five-year history of us doing this program. yeah they make me feel dirty yeah i don't tend to like Not politicians. you but the rest of them good <laughs> so um uh, wow uh mark you know what um you you made this interview happen so if you've got some questions for ron you really should get them out before the
1: calls continue to roll in here well um ron what would you say um you're you're hoping to achieve by your run for president
11: well, you Besides becoming really, president. <laughs> you know, yeah, and you can't be disingenuous. You can't enter a race and say, well, I'm just running, uh, you know, to make a point and, and stir up a little problem for people. You know, you run to win, and you try to put your campaign together, and you see what happens. So that's the first goal. Yeah, well, but, it looks,
1: looks like you're doing pretty good at that, sir. I mean, yeah. you uh, won the New Hampshire straw poll. Is that correct?
11: Uh, that one that happened today, right.
1: Right, you and know. the uh, Alabama straw poll, is that right. correct? Right, yeah. And know, came in second in Tennessee, which is, of course, one of the candidates that's running home state.
11: Yeah, and then there was a third this week over in Illinois. There was a and you, the straw vote there. And too. you
1: came in third there. So so you're yeah, – so, you so would...
11: we're, we're stirring them up a bit. We still have a ways to go. We have tremendous support on the Internet. We literally get hundreds of new supporters every single day
4: uh, through our
11: website, and fundraising has been going well. Uh, But uh, I I think in some ways I feel like I've joined a campaign uh, that's been started on its own. It's sort of self-starting. It's grassroots, and people are just sick and tired of what they're getting, and they liked what I've been trying to say and do and what I represent uh, in this campaign. So, you know,
0: something I really like, Ron, about your campaign so far, and, and by the way, people can go to your website at ronpaul2008.com, and there are a variety of other Ron Paul-related websites out there like ronpaulhq.com and some others. Uh, But what I really think is the coolest thing is not only use the term grassroots, but I'd also like to use the term decentralized um, because, you know, a lot of campaigns are sort of top down. They're taking orders from somebody in the campaign bureaucracy or whatever. And uh, in the the case of your supporters, they're just out self-organizing. They're out doing the things that they think are right. They're out making their own signs. They're out setting up their own websites. They're out doing their own outreach. And uh, I mean, it's just it's overwhelming. It must be really overwhelming for you seeing all this activity and really having no, uh, no idea. Idea, how much of it's going on?
11: Right, and uh, I guess I was more cynical uh, than I am now at the beginning because I just didn't know how many there would be. And I think there are over 700 of these meetup groups have formed uh, spontaneously, and other campaigns have tried to inquire on how we do it and what do we do, because everything they do is top-down, like you indicate. You know, they have a lot of money, especially when it's pouring millions and millions of dollars. They want to hire somebody, and they do. They hire a lot of field workers, and the field workers are supposed to go out and organize the various districts. In our case, it's exactly the opposite. They organize and then they come to us and tell us, "Well, we have this meetup group with three hundred people, four hundred people, or a hundred people, and uh every day there's a new meetup group formed someplace and uh and yet uh we didn't have a whole lot to do with it other than offer the opportunity for everybody to come together on these particular issues
1: well i've got to say I'm very excited about it, and you've gotten plenty of my money and i and, and I feel it's well worth it. Um, what is going to happen the very first day you're in office great question well.
11: Of course, there's there's a limit. You can't change the world in in one day. Right, but right. Just, I think the, just be president. the the very first first thing you uh, a president could do that uh, would be inclined to follow the Constitution and common sense. You have a lot to say about where the troops are, and I've been campaigning very hard on the foolishness of going into Iraq. It's an undeclared war. To me, it's an illegal war. It's going badly.
4: Mm-hmm. So you and you're
1: Republican, be a, right? I just want to make sure.
11: So you could uh, make a declaration and say, look, uh, and tell the world and everybody over there that things are changing. Uh, We're not going to bomb Iran. We're not going to continue our occupation of Afghanistan or Iraq, and and we're going to come home. It'll take us a little while to pick up the pieces and bring the troops home, but – I think all of a sudden the world would stop and take a breath, and maybe some of those factions in Iraq would start talking to each other, and they'd probably stand back and and let us go. But I would move them away. I would move that navy away from the coastline of Iran that threatens them and put sanctions on them. You could change these sanctions. Presidents uh, have the authority to do that under the law. And I just believe we should talk to people and not put on sanctions, not threaten them with bombs, just have a completely different attitude about foreign policy. And that doesn't mean that I think they're all great people, because a lot of them aren't. But, you know, at the height of the Cold War, we talked to Khrushchev and Gorbachev, and I didn't think that hurt us one bit. At least we didn't have a nuclear war with them.
0: Right. Well, basically, it'd be going back to the original intent of the Founding Fathers, and that was that uh, America was supposed to stay neutral. We weren't supposed to get into entangling alliances.
11: Nope, and that's exactly it. And even as recently as uh, the year 2000, the Republican Party pretended they believed in that. Remember <laughs> what Bush said? Uh, humble foreign policy. No nation building. No police in the world. He was criticizing Clinton for this. Uh, and, and, and they keep thinking or saying or accusing me of not being Republican enough. But what about – Eisenhower, he he was elected to solve the mess that the Democrats created in Korea, and then Nixon theoretically was elected to stop that problem in Vietnam. It took him a long time, and painfully nope. so, but but Republicans have not always been the ones who started the war. So. I think I'm as much in the tradition of the Republican Party as any of those who are running uh, this year.
0: Now, what about the rest of the military? Let's say you get elected, Ron, and then you pull, uh, you know, you pull the troops out from Iraq and Afghanistan. But what about the other hundred and thirty-something countries that the military currently has seven hundred plus bases set up in?
11: I-, I think they should come home. Uh, you know the. The troops have been in Korea since I've been in high school, so I'd say it's time to come home. You Absolutely. know, it costs a lot of money. We've spent um, well over a trillion dollars just maintaining troops over there. Well,
0: we're sort of mortgaging our children's future by doing all of this. Yeah,
11: and I mean, we're running out of that, too. I mean, I think we're in the midst of an early part of a financial crisis. I. I, I Quite frankly, I think the, uh, North Korea would be unified if we weren't there insisting that the antagonisms uh, persist. Uh, we finally had to leave Vietnam. That's unified. Uh, they're more westernized, and they're more capitalistic than ever before. Nixon, I thought, did the right thing by talking to China, and we're not, uh, we, don't, uh, we don't have to stand there with our nukes pointing at each other. Uh, they're so capitalistic now, they've become our banker.
4: Yeah, uh, capitalism
1: uh, works.
11: Yeah, so it's um not that's not necessarily a, a good advantage for us, but it also reflects some of our weaknesses in our own economy here at home.
0: All right, Ron Paul, we have you for one more segment. If you will hang on, we're going to bring you back to uh, go to some phone calls here. And we know how great Ron Paul is on foreign policy. He, I mean, that's covered in almost every interview he does. I want to go elsewhere. I want to talk to Ron Paul about the war on drugs. Another awful, awful idea, and I'm sure he'll agree with me on that. Uh, we'll get to that here in moments. More with presidential candidate Ron Paul. His U.S. representative. That's right. Uh, Ten times, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, his website's ronpaul2008.com. If you want to. Go and visit him there. We'll be back with more of him in a moment. And take your calls as well at 800-259-9231. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll-free numbers, 800-259-9231. We have Ron Paul on the line with us. He is one of the presidential candidates on the Republican side, and he's also a, uh, like ten-time representative from Texas. So, uh, the reason why he's on Free Talk Live is because, well, we believe in liberty, and so does Ron Paul. Most other politicians would never even have a chance. I don't think they would even have the courage uh, to come on Free Talk Live, because we would call them onto the carpet. And uh, Ron Paul is uh, something different. He's been been called Dr. No in Congress because he votes no on virtually everything that comes across his desk because, well, virtually everything that comes across your desk is unconstitutional. In fact, I want to mention that this interview is brought to you by SACL CAI. Uh, Mark, do you want to give a phone number for SACL?
1: 805446359 they do a uh Collections, early out billing, and they purchased charged off receivables.
0: We love Sankel CAI. Anyway, um, so we've got Ron Paul on the line. If you're on hold waiting to ask Ron Paul a question, that's all we're going to have time and Sakel for. loves Ron Paul. Yes. And Sankel's uh, run by an anarchist or something. <laughs> <laughs> they still love Ron Paul. Um, so if you've got a question for Ron, you're just going to have time to get your question out, and that's going to be it because we've got a bunch of people waiting. Um, but Ron, I wanted to just sort of jump into one other area that's probably never going to come up in the Republican debates. And it's a shame because you'd really make the other guys look sad, pathetic, and awful if this issue came up, and it is the war on drugs. How do you feel about that?
11: Of course, I, I believe the federal war on drugs ought to be ended totally and completely, and that the federal government shouldn't be involved in uh, uh, enforcing any drug laws and overriding state laws. So if uh, if a state like California or any state legalizes medical marijuana, the federal government should just cease and desist. So. As President, I would never use uh, the DEA or anybody else to go in and enforce these laws.
0: Would you shut down the DEA
11: oh, i don't, I don't think they have any good purpose at all uh, it, It's not necessary to have it. Um, there would be a lot of screaming and hollering because you know they're supposed to be protecting us but uh, if you if the President could do it, you probably wouldn't need some legislation, but the most important, you could do it immediately. Is the way they would enforce laws you could do that because of just the management you know you mm-hmm. just uh, direct them not to do the things that they're doing now, which are clearly unconstitutional well, they
0: are part of the executive branch, are they not so therefore you would have as the president you would have some sway over what they do
11: that 's right it just depends on you know uh if you can get the law to repeal that has set up the DEA, that sort of thing. But you could virtually make it impotent, you know, <laughs> and and not uh, – you You could do the same thing with the BATF. You might not be able to abolish it, but you could make it be, uh, you know, impotent where it wouldn't be harassing law-abiding citizens.
0: Now, with all of the time that you've spent in Washington, D.C., and observing the federal government and government at different levels and how inefficient and slow and bureaucratic it tends to be, um, have you noticed that whenever the government declares a war on something, you Usually, get the opposite of their intentions.
11: Well, yeah. The one thing is, is when they declare war, you better watch out because that's usually the excuse that's going to undermine our personal liberties. Whether it's a war overseas or a war against uh, drugs, a uh, war against drugs, you get more drugs. You're right. If it's a war against poverty, you end up with more poverty. Uh, but uh, it's it's usually just an excuse to expand the state. You know. Uh, Uh, War is the health of the state, so if they want to do it domestically, they just declare war, and the state grows, and the individual is diminished in uh, importance, and liberty is undermined.
0: Now, uh, it's very unusual for me to agree with a politician on so many things. I think you and I would probably see eye to eye on 98% of the issues. So I'm going to put the other 98% aside and go towards uh, the 2% here because um, I just would like to hear – Um, You explain your position on immigration. I've heard it through the grapevine, and I want to hear it straight from you, Ron. How do you feel about that issue?
11: I think the federal government has clear authority to protect our borders and protect our country and have national security. I don't think we have any business minding our other countries' businesses like overseas and fighting undeclared wars. So I believe there's a legitimate uh, reason that uh, borders are important uh, for people coming in, in invasion or bringing in diseases or different things like this. So uh, there's some... We deserve some protection, so I believe that we we should have uh have people watching at the borders but this is but my point about the immigration is the main reason why it's a problem is because we have a welfare state you know we we teach people not to work here, and then the jobs go begging, and then people come over here and they don't follow the laws and then they get benefits from us they get free medical care and free education and then uh, easy citizenship, so we reward. Uh, coming in illegally. But I think if we had a free society and a healthy economy, uh, I think we would be very, very generous with with immigration. And I think right now we're moving into a phase where everything that's going wrong in this country, even though it's due to our stupid laws and taxes and regulations and monetary system, we blame the immigrants. You know, we end up, uh, they become the scapegoat. Yeah, and, and I, think and it's a consequence, I think it's a consequence of the welfare state. How
0: would you feel, I mean, if we could get rid of the welfare state entirely, for Americans and immigrants and everybody else, and turn that over to charity, private charities, where it should be, if we could get rid of the welfare state would you also be in favor of uh, drastically slashing back the immigration bureaucracies because it seems really strange that a you know a faceless group of bureaucrats in washington dc gets to arbitrarily set levels on who gets to come here and uh, make those decisions
11: well it would have to change because there would be a demand by the people and they'd be demanding more immigration because they there would be a need for workers to come in service our economy, so I think we would become all of a sudden very, very generous, but I still wouldn't... uh, And, and, you know, if you're going to have a generous program and allow people to come here to work, you don't need these uh, huge bureaucracy. Uh, but it's going to be very difficult to do it without the repeal of the welfare state. And totally. Bill,
0: pardon me? I, I totally understand, and I want to get to the phone calls, but real, real quickly, what scares me, you know, looking at the war on drugs and looking at the enforcement actions that have gone on there, what scares me about what a lot of the Republicans are saying about lock down the border and da-da-da-da-da, you know, we've already seen the stories about National Guards members and, and Border Patrol people getting paid off by the coyotes to let people through, and so it just seems to me that if we lock down the border, that just means that the criminal have to pay off more border guards yeah. in order to get things through. And, and I think
11: your point is well taken. The war on drugs makes that whole border issue much more confusing because I think both sides are on the take on drugs, and it has a lot to do, more to do with drugs than the immigration itself.
0: Absolutely. Let's go to the phones. Questions for Ron Paul. Ryan in Texas, you're on the, uh, Free Talk Live with Ron Paul.
2: Hi, Ron. Nice to talk to you. I have one thing that I just cannot figure out with you. Now, you've said before with uh, the don't ask, don't tell policy, that it's not someone's sexual preference that should come into account. It's disruptive behavior. And you also want to get government out of regulating contracts between private individuals, yet you still support the so-called Defense of Marriage Act. How how do you reconcile this?
11: Well, the Defense of Marriage Act is completely different of don't ask, don't tell. But I think the enforcement of don't ask, don't tell is completely wrong. People shouldn't be put out of the out of the military for personal uh, preferences. I think it's very libertarian to say, don't ask me, don't tell me, I don't want to know anything about it, whether you're heterosexual or homosexual. I mean, the the words sound very good. The enforcement is very, very bad. But, but why does that not apply to marriage as
2: well?
4: Brian,
11: thanks well, for the call. Mainly, mainly because I don't believe in, in the welfare state and two individuals coming and saying, well, if we're going to get benefits, you're going to give benefits to my partner. And that just expands the welfare state. I think it's an economic issue and an an invasion of of contracts because, uh, you know, people will come in and say, well, insurance, oh, well, you have to insure my spouse. Well, what if the insurance company doesn't want to? So for federal reasons and for federal benefits, I don't want to expand the benefits. So to me, it's a welfare issue and a contractual issue.
0: Ron Paul, I wish we had another half an hour with you, but uh, you are a busy guy, and unfortunately I think we have to let you go at this point.
11: Well, very good.
0: to do in New Hampshire. Well, I hope you will come back uh, sometime before your inevitable election to the presidency, and we really appreciate it, and enjoy the rest of your weekend here in beautiful New Hampshire. Thanks for your time. Okay, thanks a lot. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And, Mark. This is the live Saturday edition. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our website we give away, including the archives. An entire year's worth of the show right there, front page of the site, for your downloading convenience. At FreetalkLive.com, we just got off the phone with uh, presidential candidate, Republican presidential candidate, Ron Paul. He's not
1: like the rest of those Republicans, is he, Mark? Not at all. Um, <laughs> you know, he he wants to bring the troops home from Iraq. The man. rest of them want eternal war. The vast majority of Americans agree with him. Yeah. So, uh, th- But I, even more than that, he would like to see all the troops uh, return to the United States, period. And the Department of Defense actually be about defense. Can you imagine? Yeah, we've been working
0: on getting him on the show for a while, and congratulations to you, Mark, for actually making that happen. I'm hoping that now that it's happened once, it'll be easier to make it happen again, because uh, I know there are certain other shows out there that he comes on like on a monthly basis. Yeah,
1: we so. didn't softball him. We asked him about uh, issues we didn't uh, agree with him on um, entirely, and that was immigration. Right. Um, one was the... Uh, defensive marriage act that was brought up that yeah, someone called in about that yep
0: and uh, so what i would really like is to have ron paul in studio for an hour that would be great because then we'd really have time to get some calls coming in we'd know it was going to happen for sure we could announce it in advance we really weren't even able to announce this in advance because it just changes so our so often it, that's uh, pretty it much true with,
1: very flexible yeah most guests you you don't want to generally announce in advance
0: so anyway, uh, let's go to the phones, because we've had people waiting all the way through the entire interview to talk to us. So let's go to Mike in Maryland. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Uh,
3: yes, uh, thank you very much for taking my call. Thanks for your I, patience. Uh, sure. Well, uh, i tell you, it's, uh, Ron, Ron Paul is a class act.
0: That
4: he, he is. really is. Uh,
0: He's a principled man.
3: He is. And uh, I, I kind of want to talk about what you are talking about originally, the uh, TSA searches.
0: Mm-hmm. Searches. And, and, at, let me just for people just tuning in because this was an hour ago. Uh, the TSA sure. a couple of weeks ago was searching people at bus stops, city bus stops in Indianapolis. So it's their first foray out of the airports and onto the streets. Go ahead, sir.
3: Sure. This is just police state conditioning. That's all this is on um, this bogus war on terror. And I, I got this book from this library. It was about this uh, photojournalist who lived in Warsaw, Poland. Uh, just prior to and during World War II, and it's kind of ironic because one of the first few, one of the first pictures is this cute little Jewish teenage girl getting a ticket for her bicycle being parked improperly, which it apparently probably wasn't. But it's just the beginning of the, of the harassment. Mm. And at the very end of the book, you had people stepping over dead bodies of children in the Warsaw Ghetto. So mm. this is all, you know, if you think it's going to stop. At the bus stops. Nope, you're sadly mistaken.
0: That's just the next step down the uh, the path towards t- uh, towards
1: a total totalitarian state. Well, we're probably we're probably not gonna gas anybody here in America. At least I don't see that in our future. If we were gonna gas somebody, it would be Muslims and illegal immigrants. But, well,
3: I don't. Well, who who knows? You know they didn't if, know they when, were being
1: gassed if, then. That's true.
3: Well, who knows if and when it's gonna start? But but like I said, this is a total bogus war on terror. If, if Bush is really sincere. He wouldn't have open borders, and he wouldn't be allowing trucks from south of the border to drive through the country soon. Well, I mean, if you, if you want to know what the terrorists are, they're all in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue.
0: That much I agree with, absolutely. And the idea that Bush could shut down the border if he wanted to is, uh, is a fantasy. Uh, you know, the, the government can't do things that it well, sets out to do. All it will do is uh, destroy our freedoms in the process.
3: Yeah, well, uh, we, we have uh, Jose Pedia, the Winston-Smith. You know, uh, he supposedly was going to set up a terror bomb, and the guy's probably been tortured and and who, fed who knows how many kinds of drugs, where his mind is totally destroyed. Right. And then you have, and then you have Emmanuel Gold, Goldstein, Bin Laden, who works for LCI Ada. I
4: mm-hmm. mean, every,
3: I'm a member of www.dc911truth.org,
4: oh, and boy. we
3: try to ex- expose how. Criminal elements within our government are behind nine eleven.
0: Yeah, good luck with that. I, uh, you know, I, I just don't think that's really worth your time, sir. I, I uh, feel well, like I think it is. I feel like you're spinning your wheels. Uh, oh, I think I'm that, not
3: spinning my wheels. You, you need to watch loose change. No,
0: I've <laughs> seen it. It's uh, it's been debunked, Many Much of it has been debunked. Oh no, and, none of it's uh, been debunked.
3: Well, you, you're a gatekeeper. That's all you are. What's well, oh, a gatekeeper? Now all of
0: a sudden I'm the enemy because I don't like loose change because I thought that.
3: Uh, well, no. Well, I, I think Loose Change is a, it's a perfectly valid movie. I've I've never seen anything. That, that any, any any discrepancies in the movie go at all. To
0: loose, go to loosechangeguide.com dot com. It'll blow you away. It's, uh, it's well, a, a I, point by point rebuttal of every single point that video makes. Look, I don't know who was behind nine eleven,
1: and I don't care. What I know is that, the gov- the federal well, government, is implicit in the sense that they they at the very least did a crappy job of um, you know catching these guys ahead of time. They had all kinds of heads up. Well, they, I'll give you that, but man. what I'm concerned myself with is the
0: fact that the government's getting bigger. The police state is expanding. They use 9/11 as an excuse, and I, you sure. know I feel bad for the victims' families. That you know they want real answers. They want an investigation, but unfortunately, they're asking the same government that is corrupt to investigate itself. And the yeah, idea that's... that that's ever going to come to fruition is an absolute fantasy, sir.
3: Well, yeah, well I agree with that because we can't allow our government. Really, uh, you know, to, to do anything right or honest—that's right. why it should be an independent investigation. But basically, but then the, what? The reason, but then well, what? The re- well, the, the reason why I'm a part of my line of the truth is I'm trying to prevent a future false flag terror event because these these madmen in our in government are, are capable of nuking a city and blaming it on Iran. The only way yeah, I, event- I think
0: that might be valid. The only way to prevent future false flag terror is to drastically reduce the size of the federal government, not to go around and convince people. He's, that a, the feds, he's for that. Though. That the feds. I know he's for that, but unfortunately, you're getting distracted from the real issue, in my opinion, by going around trying to get people to watch videos and convince them of this conspiracy theory. Why don't you just use concrete evidence of how the government is big, tyrannical, and awful, and use that to convince them to reduce the size of the government, to uh, elect people like Ron Paul, and uh, and drastically slash the feds.
3: Well, the, 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 those are all, you know, very, very valid and, and very good things to do. But, uh, however, I think if nine eleven is exposed, then, then, then the whole governmental military industrial complex w- would implode.
0: We've got a and, call for you, Mike. And, and actually, the whole, on the line uh, here, uh, Doug is on sure. from West Virginia. Doug, you're on with Mike. Hello, Doug. On with Mike on Free Talk Live. Yes. Hello. Hey, hey there. You're on with Mike.
12: Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that on my cell phone. Yes, I had. Uh, it was interesting. I heard a little bit from Ron Paul. Um, I am doing as much as I possibly can to to try to um, at least talk to people about him. Uh, an interesting thing happened yesterday. Uh, somebody saw I have a couple of stickers on my. Do you have vehicle. a question for the oh, other? I'm do you sorry, a question I you the other to talk to Mike? Sir, is that not the case? Okay, well I'll go to the other thing. Uh, actually, what I heard, just heard you uh, saying, I was wondering. I was just curious. Uh, do you believe that uh, the events of 11 September 01 happened as advertised by the Bush people?
0: Is that a question for to Mike or the hosts?
12: Uh, e- either one, it doesn't matter. I, I was just, all right, Mike. I, I Mike, think... we're
0: done with you. Thanks for the call. Appreciate okay. it. Keep up the good work. I'm sorry, I got I got some wrong screening information on your call, Doug. Do now. What was your question?
1: Doug? Did it happen as advertised, Doug? Yes.
12: What's that I mean? mean? Uh, well, did, did, do you believe that um, Arab hijackers oh, uh, convinced the pilots of the Boeing to surrender the Boeing's, and then could first of all find. Uh, targets in the instrument conditions To answer your
0: question, uh, I don't believe anything the government tells me, nor do I believe everything that uh, you see on conspiracy theory videos. So I don't claim to know what happened on 9-11, nor do I claim to care. It is okay, a com- that's, that's it's completely uh, irrelevant but, to me.
12: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think, though, you probably should care, but you Why? did have an interesting point about... Why should I care? Well, because people uh, that are employed by the federal government are openly and uh, unabashedly murdering us in the streets, and that needs to stop. But um, and but that's a good point. Is what do we do now? It's very good, you know. We, like you're saying, uh, yeah. I think in I a, work
0: in sense, into the future, sir. I don't uh, yeah,
12: focus on
4: exactly. the past. We
12: could wag our finger in their face, saying, "You did it! You did it! You did it!" But that's all fine and good. What do we do now? And I think that was very good. You had a point, is that we have to at least 80% of our federal government is not provided for in the Constitution. That needs to stop. That mm-hmm. needs to go away. Absolutely. And and I believe that that would solve the other these other issues. So.
0: There you go. I'm with you on that part. Thanks for the call, Doug. We appreciate okay. it. 800-259-9231. Look, I don't care who killed Kennedy. I it mostly doesn't matter. Think that
1: I do mostly think that the uh, government story uh, is kind of correct. You know that there were oh my Arab- god.
0: There's all kinds of holes in the government
1: story. Well, you know, I don't know what else to think. What?
0: The government refuses to investigate itself. The uh, I mean, the the investigative they
1: commission. The, they did the the, the, uh, the, the investigation. Yeah, it was
0: on a it. bunch of crap, dude. It was a uh, load. The guy that was in charge of it, uh, was uh, was a plant. They the, George Bush and Dick Cheney refused to answer questions publicly. The whole thing was a mess. We can get into all that, but why bother? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free. 800-259-9231. The Sakel's CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our website we give away, so do enjoy those on us. That is, uh, again, freetalklive.com. And some of those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. See what I mean? By going to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Let's uh, continue with the phone calls. Go to Paula in Florida. Paula, you're on Free talk Live. Paula in Florida going what? <laughs>
10: I was just listening to Ron, and I had some questions for him. And, uh, like, I wanted to know how do we get rid of the people, you know, that are so far in charge of everything and, uh, you know, to stop all this evil corruption that's going on. And uh, I was glad to hear him say about the drugs stopping because that's exactly what needs to happen. And, uh, I mean, he is right on top of things. And it's just uh, we need him in there bad.
0: I'm with you and, uh, on that, Paula. Any other thoughts for us?
10: Yeah, uh, the thing about 9/11 that this gentleman uh, mentioned,
4: mm-hmm. you need
10: to go to your Bible, th- uh, Jeremiah 30:12-13, and God said this was a terrible, bruise and grievous uh, wound that He gave us, and He said because we've turned our back on Him, He said when I hear from you, I'll heal your land.
1: So what's He referring to there, God, okay, in the uh, Bible? Because I don't really remember okay, him mentioning it, Twin Towers or anything. Okay,
10: it's in Jeremiah 30:12 through 13 and Jeremiah thirty seven through 10. Ugh. And 16 in the contest. It's the, it's the war against Jacob is what it is. I see. It says all thy lovers have No, no, no,
0: no. No reading Bible verses on the air. <laughs> well, okay. But I'm just
10: saying it's there, okay?
0: No, we'll take your and, word
10: for it, Paul. And the people that were behind it, uh, GW did know about this. He, It was in the Bible code book also. You know, you know,
0: Paula. There are a lot of tidbits. The, the the conspiracy crowd they've really found a lot of holes in the government story, and they've got some interesting yeah. tidbits. And I'm sure they've uncovered a few facts here and there. But to suggest that uh, you know they're absolutely 100% right about what they're saying is ignorant. And Paula, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Sounds like she's at a party or something. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the G W coming in the room. The cycle C A I toll free line. Look, uh, you know the government story. No way in hell I'm going to believe what those scumbags say. But do I care about you know the, uh, whether or not they were behind it or not? I don't know. Maybe they were. Maybe they weren't. It would really be matter. terrible
1: if they were, but it, how in the heck are we going to do anything it about
0: it? It doesn't matter to me, and what matters to me is moving forward with the movement for liberty. The fact is government's getting bigger day in, day out. And if we don't do something to stop that, if we don't focus on that, the expansion of the police state, the government uh, nosing into your personal life, the government taking uh, uh, confiscating ever-increasing, Increasing amounts of money from you, as far as taxes are concerned. Uh, destroying liberty. If we don't focus on that, then we're getting lost. Then we're getting bogged down in all these factoids about 9-11, and it's a, just a total waste of effort, in my opinion. Let's continue with the phone calls, though. You can bring up whatever you want. Let's go to, uh, it is, I believe, Jim in Second Life on the amplifier line, I presume. I think we might have lost you and called back. Who's this? Yeah, this is Jim from
13: hey, the, the Me Liberty Bar. <laughs> hey,
4: Jim, uh, what's yeah, on your I mind don't... tonight?
13: Yeah, my cell phone gave out. Um, yesterday, you guys were talking about the um, the FDA and whether or not like quackery could slip through and uh, like it is today. Um, I wrote a, an article on my blog uh, called what, "Could a Scientology Exist in a Free Market?" and in it I go into um, how how uh, quackery can be filtered out using free market principles. And, and I think the main reason uh, uh, what was it the emailer the Muslim what was it
0: uh, the Muslim anarchist.
13: Uh, I guess yeah it's definitely. been a few
0: days or the Muslim non arch non yeah,
13: there we go. what he was uh, failing to realize is that there is an f d a there that kind of puts this aura over all medications that are out uh, uh, that are out in circulation, whether they 're uh, homeopathic garbage to real pharmaceuticals that could really do some uh, help and uh, granted there are some 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 types of uh, alternative medicines that could do some good, but when when the uh, when people go and they go and they buy things like uh like those, um, like like breast enlarging pills. Uh, <laughs> they they think that that when they go out and buy it, like, well, you know, if this was really bad, then the FDA would have banned it. Uh, or, or they presume it really they, they presume
0: that because the FDA exists, that it would have stopped something that might be uh, unsafe.
13: Right, and I think that if if it was completely free, and then the pharmaceuticals had to compete with, you know, the quackery, uh, people would, you know, there. Uh, you know there would be alternative, like kind of like the UL for for medicines, and people could go there and they could they could research what drugs they're gonna they're gonna be getting, which ones they've been uh, absolutely. Prescribed. It makes perfectly and, good sense to me. Yeah, I, I I go in a little bit more de- uh, deeper in my blog about how how it could work and how things like uh, e meters and uh, uh, you know like homeopathic medicines could uh, easily be wiped away and not have to worry about things like. Uh, uh, Thomidide. Or uh, you know, there's
0: nothing. There's no reason to uh, completely uh, backhand all homeopathic medicines. I mean, certainly some of them might actually work. In which case, the marketplace would much easier, so, or it would but, be much more free
1: to. And some vet things those. work for some people that don't work no, for others.
0: That's true. And it would be much yeah. more free to vet those uh, those homeopathic remedies. And actually, uh, those people could actually make claims, and they could back it up with scientific evidence, which the FDA absolutely refuses to allow them to do today. Yeah.
13: Do you are you guys aware of what homeopathy is? <laughs> no. That's where uh, they take medicine, uh, things that um, would do something to a well person. So, let like, like say caffeine, uh, like like caffeine will keep you up at night and give you jitters. Well, mm-hmm. if someone you know comes in and says, you know, I, I stay asleep all night and I have these jitters, then what they do is they give them caffeine in this way over diluted dose to the point where uh, there's no longer any resonance, uh, uh, any molecules of the original substance left in the water, and they go up to uh, which is equal to uh, grinding down a, um, a grain of rice and dissolving it in the sphere, the size of the solar system times 2 billion. And somehow water still remain, has that vibrations that cure you. So
0: yeah. I always thought homeopathy was like natural solutions. Uh and that's what I was referring to when I, okay. when I used the term. Thanks for the call, Jim. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I've
1: taken some homeopathic stuff, I think, for sore throats or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't don't know how uh, effective it was, but uh I took it. To Tom in New
0: Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live, Saturday edition. Hello. Yeah,
3: yeah I
14: wanted to hammer uh, Ron Paul, with this one, because you were hammering him on the immigration issue. And, see, uh, Hurricane Dean is headed towards the Texas coast, and mm-hmm. quite possibly towards Brownsville, right on the border. And uh, thousands and thousands of people are going to have to evacuate. And when they do, they're going to have to stop. Ah, tung, where are your papers? <laughs> and they're going to have to sit there and wait oh, and my. wait in the line behind this these checkpoints are kind of like a toll booth there, and they take their good sweet time depending on what time of day and how busy it is. Sure. And, you know, uh, meanwhile, the hurricane is bearing down. How, you know.
0: Well, now, you're talking about the people to- going north or going south?
14: people going north to get out of it. They, these checkpoints aren't just at the bridge, the international bridge. Right. These checkpoints are well inside the interior of the United States, and they oh hassle and interrogate people who are traveling between points within the United States. And, uh, you know, some of these people uh, don't have the, uh, legal documentation, so they're not going to be able uh, to get through a checkpoint, But some, and they, they'll stay in Brownsville, and some of them will perish. But some of these people are just going to be... Perishing, uh, just like, uh, at Hurricane Rita. People going up Interstate 35 from Houston were running out of gas and, and all of that stuff. People are going to be waiting behind Border Patrol checkpoints.
0: Wow. You know what? Thank you for bringing that up, Tom, and thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. 800 259 9231. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. I mean,
1: we've talked about this before. It, and ba- it basically cuts off half of your route for escape if you're right there on the
0: border. We hadn't mentioned it. Well, now he wasn't even talking about the border. He's talking about the internal checkpoints. And we didn't get a chance mm. to bring this up with Ron. And uh, for all I know, he doesn't even know they exist. I guess he probably does he lives in texas but uh you know this this whole concept of we need to crack down on the border has already expanded out from the border. We were talking earlier tonight about how the TSA is now expanding out from airports, and they're now going to check people at bus stops, Mm -hmm. at city bus stops. Well, now we've already seen the Border Patrol expand north from the border, and also south in the Canadian border as well. They expand like 60 miles north of the border, and they set up these uh, permanent checkpoints, these permanent installations where... They're staffed, I, I guess, we've, at all hours of the we've day. We've also
1: heard from listeners that they do these roving ones, to some extent, too. Right,
0: well, they'll just set up
1: cones or whatever.
0: And uh, they, they eyeball every single person coming through, and if you look suspicious, which translation means driving while brown or driving while black or driving with long hair or whatever, uh, they're going to pull you to the side, and they're going to harass you, and they're going to search you, and they're going to ask for your papers. And uh Wow, I I hadn't even thought the poor people in Texas that are going to have to be evacuating are inevitably going to have to go through these checkpoints because, as I understand it, the way they're set up is you can't get out of certain cities in the South without encountering one of these checkpoints. Yeah, I've heard that. So you have to go through them. Talk about an inconvenience. Talk about a life, possibly, potentially life-threatening inconvenience. Mm. All well, to keep you safe from the immigrants. We saw the federal
1: bureaucracy kill people in New Orleans. Why shouldn't it kill people in uh, Brownsville, too? It's, all, it's only fair. We have to be safe, you know.
0: one eight hundred two 259 We've got Dave. We've got Al. We've got Troy. If they'll hang the news, at least. If we will get to your calls. Be patient. And ladies, come first if you make the call. 800-259-9231. Touch on, uh, we'll touch on the war on drugs if we get a chance. Uh, an update on a story from Florida about a man who's spending 25 years in prison in a wheelchair for having a few pills on him. Pain pills. Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll free number for you, 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark, 1 800 259 9231. You can join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. The features on the site we give away. Uh, So head on over to FreeTalkLive.com. And if you need web hosting, go to GoDaddy.FreeTalkLive.com. Let's go to the phones. And talk to Al in Indianapolis, listening on W X N T. Hello, Al.
15: Yeah. Uh, this is me, Al. Hi, Al. Can you hear me? Yes. We got
0: you. What's on your mind?
15: Um, the 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 defense defensive marriage thing that was mentioned with uh, the the uh, presidential candidate
0: mm-hmm. with
1: Ron Paul. Ron mm-hmm. Paul.
15: Yeah, Ron Paul. Uh, what's that about? I I I have heard nothing about this except when it was mentioned on your interview.
1: I believe that that's a, uh, you know, uh, the, the sort of thing that one man, one woman kind of... Uh... It was
0: it's some sort of resolution uh, from the federal government. Honestly, I'm not really too sure. I think it was a resolution saying marriage is between a man and a woman. I think it's outrageous uh, that the federal government deems it necessary to define anything about marriage. In fact, I think it's uh, equally outrageous that the, uh, state governments uh, deem that, that, that marriage should be their business. I think that marriage should be the business of the two people, whether they be men or women or men and women or whoever. Uh, that want to get together with each other. It should be between them and, if they have one, a church. And I don't I think, think there should be a state a state marriage. Right, there period. should be no marriage licenses at all. How do you feel about well,
15: that? Well, um, I, I think myself, I don't think the government has any call to, to say yay or nay on, on either subject about uh, uh, the, the, whether the marriage is between man or woman or whether homosexual marriage is legal or illegal because it's a church function. Um, absolutely it, it, and it, there's a separation between church and state just because of this very thing,
0: yep the reason why it's interesting if you actually trace back the history of marriage government marriage licenses at least the reason why they came about wasn't i think it was after uh world not World war two uh, after the civil war um they wanted to create these marriage licenses in order to um, prevent black people from marrying white people. It was really uh, a racist excuse uh, to create marriage licenses. And of course, since then, they've decided it's just a great way to control people's lives and, and tax them, and tax them, and make more money off of right. them. Right?
1: It cost me a hundred bucks to get married, and um, they wanted to know what race I was when I did. I I would refuse to give my race, um, and and my wife did the same.
15: I usually say American.
1: Right. Well, um, they they had a choice for business race. Apparently, I could not get married without giving a race. And uh, they had, they did have a choice of business, so right. I decided I am business race.
0: It seems to me that if I'm going to enter in, into an agreement with another person, and that's what a marriage is. It's simply an agreement between two people to love and to hold and blah, blah, blah. Uh, if I'm going to enter into an agreement with another person, I sure as hell don't want the government in there as a third party. I want it to be between two people, not me and my loved one and the government. It just doesn't make sense to me, and more people need to reject that concept. Al, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave.
16: Hey, how you guys doing? Great. Good, Good I do? I always I always check. I always check other for race, or I just write other in there because whatever, I always say whatever they got, I'm the other.
0: Mm-hmm. How about human race? How about that?
16: one? Yeah. <laughs> hey, and uh, the people with the the borders and everything. I, I look at the world as like the big giant family car, and we're all on this big trip together. And you're drawing lines on the seat to make your own little territory. We got a long little trip on, you know, we got a trip to go together on this world. We all should get along, but that's, and that, and that's what I call to, uh, say, you want to stop what's going on in the government. You got to vote them out, man. These guys have been in Congress. We got these old white haired, fat grandpa, great grandpa guys that have been in there for like 40, 50 years. They should be home enjoying their grandchildren and mm. living life, man. And
4: Instead of telling gotta, us what to
1: do.
16: we ha, Right. we got to get like a like a limitation, you know, like give the president six years and then you're down the road. You don't get no more terms. You get get your stuff done. We give the Congress the same deal, you know. We give them a set time. You get the job done. Yeah. Get a new man in there. You know, I think we should and, also and, cut and
0: back we, on their uh, benefits. They
16: shouldn't be getting pensions. Man, uh, Ron Paul, right, by no the way, pension. we had... And that's killing us, man. That's killing us. And then,
0: uh, but I want to mention Ron Paul, who we had on last hour, does not participate it, in the congressional pension program. I think he's probably one of the only guys in Congress who doesn't take the war
16: pension. On terror yeah, is a big shakedown, man. That's all it is. It's a big, big shakedown for the whole nation, and they're using this like uh, terrorism as a cattle prod. It's man. the new uh, communism.
0: It's the new. Yep. Uh, it's the new boogeyman out there to,
16: for and Americans to be scared up. of. Here in Montana, we're burning up, man. We got a fire that's eighty-two, eighty-five thousand 85,000 acres, another one that's 75,000 acres, another one that's 40,000 acres, and it's because of these stupid laws. We got the technology to be able to harvest our forests and make cheap houses for families. Americans, instead of the bottom falling out of our market industry, we're watching it burn up and cause their global warming, whatever, when we could be burning the, the subbrush underneath in in uh, biomass electric generators making good cheap electric putting people to work cleaning you out know, the You know you're wood. absolutely
1: right Dave um, the fact is trees are simply loans of sunlight from god the right, fact right. is and we're letting you know when it burn you when, up, when, well, well even if it decays even if it doesn't do its natural thing which is to you know start burning at some point or another um, you know instead of us burning it it will burn on its own but even if it decays it still releases the same stuff into the atmosphere it just does it more slowly right. um, the whole idea that you can't harvest trees is ludicrous
16: right yeah. and and you they're a renewable resources they're burning up now i mean to think of it, 85, it's 85,000 That's like 16 square miles You know man. what's funny
0: though, uh, Dave, is that uh, was a lot of times, and I don't know if this is the case in Montana, but a lot of times, many of these forest fires start because they're on government-managed lands right. and the You're government right. doesn't know crap
16: We've got to allow the people to, to to use it, to get in there yeah. and use good technology Let
0: people own, own lands, not governments David, thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you 800 259 How can government 231?
1: own a land that doesn't even exist? It's the figment of of someone's imagination. Well, that's true. They, uh, they claim to own it. The
0: people calling themselves government, Mark, how about that, uh, claim to own the land. And they just don't care about their lands as much as private owners care about uh, their lands. In fact, uh, they found out that when government takes care of forest land, They just don't do a very good job of it. They don't go in and they don't do the things that private forest owners do to help prevent forest fires. Now, I personally don't know what all those things are. It has something to do with underbrush and clearing and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, But there there are certain steps you can take as a private forest owner. You can damn well bet that uh, the, I think it's Cascade is one of the major forest uh, companies in in America, one of the major paper companies uh, you can damn well bet private forest owners they want to protect their investment so they're going through there to ensure that they've got whatever Clear. whatever methods are necessary in place to make sure that if something catches fire they'll be able to minimize the damage and easier right. uh, much easier be able to put it they out they
1: won't lose their valuable resource which is their trees but if the government's forest, is ca- uh, the government's forest catches right. fire, so what? does what? the government care? Who cares? Get out of your houses, everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> I you know? mean, that's it. Yeah. They'll send out a news release. Dear God, our forests are burning. Oh, right. my. And, well, you know, they have the ample opportunity to uh, plan for a ra- for the uh, rainy day or the fiery day, as it were. And they don't. Let's continue with the they phone. they
0: don't care. Let's continue with the phone calls and go to Troy in Canada. Troy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello.
7: Hey,
17: this is uh, the Troy from D2Z.org, and um, last night uh, Kurt from Michigan called with an excellent, excellent question. He, he uh, pointed out that although uh, physical physical gold is a hedge to protect you against inflation, that if the dollar was actually to go to zero, that gold mining shares valued in U.S. dollars would be worthless. Mm-hmm. And even if even if the share was a, worth a trillion dollars, it would still be worth zero. Right. So uh, Kurt is exactly correct in this. And I just had a couple of points, quick points to... Uh, to uh, All right, hit it. Something. Okay, uh, number one, uh, most of the gold mining stocks, uh, which international, international speculator uh, subscribers own, are denominated in Canadian dollars. And this is because they're traded on the Vancouver Stock, Stock Exchange. And like, not only is Vancouver the uh, marijuana mecca of the world, it's also the mining stock mecca of the world. That's gotcha. Kind of Point two. Little known facts. Point two. Uh, is that uh, we subs- subscribers plan on being sellers of these stocks before the hyperinflation
0: sets in? So, we're so you our let you let go of them. Don't hold on to them if right. uh, if the inflation starts to really happen. Yeah. That's what right. you're saying. And and again, I suggested it was part of a diversified portfolio as well. It's not like you're yeah. saying not to buy gold. Should do that too, right? Oh.
8: Definitely
17: uh, buying gold would be the first
0: step. Thanks for the call, Troy. I appreciate it. More on the way, you can take control of the airwaves. Finn and David, and your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Tis the Live Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The feature's on the site we give away. So enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. Over a quarter of a million posts await you. Over 1,600 people interacting, serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com.
1: And in honor of Troy, as the, tuller, as the dollar continues to drop, precious metals rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to The International Speculator. Go to d2z.org and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. That's d2z.org. Let's roll Right into the phone
0: calls and talk to Cameron in Texas. Cameron, you're on Free Talk Live.
18: Hey, hey, this is uh, Cameron and Tim Marcus. Uh, first time caller, first time listener, actually. And I'm very impressed by uh, the format. I'm very impressed by the line of of, uh, of thought, the dialogue. Thank you, sir. Great. Are
0: you listening on the radio in Texas?
18: I, I am, yes.
0: Okay, great, great. Is it Radio Free Austin?
18: Uh, actually, I was in uh, we, I was in South Austin listening to We the People.
0: Okay, okay, very That's
18: good. 90.1.
0: Cool, cool. So, what's on your mind tonight?
18: Um, I was just thinking about you know how everybody has grand plans to uh, take down the world order and everything like that, and they think that if they can just chop off the head of the beast, that uh, everything else will follow. Unfortunately, that is not the case, and we have to go back to trying to make a difference in our community. Uh, we should get to know our law enforcement officers as much as you can in these small towns especially. Uh, get to, get to feel them out, see what they're all about make sure they know what uh, what uh, your rights are and where they're, what their restrictions are so what they can do
0: I think the and, more uh, attention paid to law enforcement the better um, yeah, I, yeah, I, so I am a huge supporter I'm a huge supporter of the idea of cop watch uh, which is a you know a group sure. of citizens going around with video cameras uh, pulling up mm-hmm. on cop you know polices uh, police officers as they pull people over whipping out the cameras and just videotaping the scene it's a great way to help keep cops honest.
18: It is, and we should uh, we should get behind these uh, people who have been brave enough to do it in Florida and in PA. They've been trying to uh, they've been trying to put those people in jail. I'm not sure how the cases went, but uh, down here in Texas, I just see uh, law enforcement. Of, it's particularly in Austin, this big city, they uh, really lowered the standard for people to uh, for people to be a part of the forces. And you can see they were just trying to beef up, trying to get numbers. And the the fourth has been kind of, it's it's suffered because the people aren't as smart, they're not as well-trained. They don't know what your rights are. They don't know what their...
0: Well, you have to understand uh, something. You have to understand. What they what they want are C students. They want average uh, people <laughs> well, to be I cops. Well, now I'm a C student. They, well, now, that's, they,
1: now that's what they want. I think at one point they expected, you know, peace officers to have a great deal of common sense.
0: But they want, uh, they want people who aren't going to question the orders that they're given. They want people who, uh, you know, aren't going to think for themselves. They're going to enforce yeah. whatever laws come across their plate. Whereas what I want is peace officers. I don't want law enforcement officers. I want people... That are just going to keep the peace. I don't want cops going around stopping people driving while Hispanic, driving while long-haired, uh, you know, just yeah. to harass them for having a joint in their ashtray or,
18: or to like instigate that. somebody yeah. for no reason. Amen, yeah. amen. And by the way, I wanted to uh, just uh, send my my best up to the people in Montana who are dealing with those fires. It's, yeah, uh, that's tough. It's too bad that they can't use their land. He had a great point about using the land, and it's a Christian ideal, it's a Confucian ideal, everyone around the world except atheist, nihilist...
0: Well, I'm an atheist, sir. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're talking to an atheist.
18: Okay, well, I'll just say that the conservationists, the quote-unquote conservationists now, don't have the ethic to use the land. They feel that the best thing to do is to just... Well, you're,
0: you're confused. You're confused because you're dealing with a situation. We're, what we were talking about is how government uh, does not know how to use lands. There are conservationists yeah, out and there. Their, their, that
18: philosophy is, their philosophy is inspired by a lot of these neo No, they don't have philosophy.
0: They're just bureaucrats, sir. They just sit around in offices well, and eat donuts all the, the
1: environmentalists all day. believe that it's a good idea to give land to the government because the government will do. It but that's not fair everybody. either.
0: That's not a fair statement either. There are plenty of environmentalists who uh, believe in purchasing land and taking care of it. So. So, you know, you can't paint yeah. them all with that same brush. Uh, the Nature Conservancy, as I understand it, is a you know an, a charitable group that goes around and purchases sen- what they consider to be sensitive plots of land. And they take care of them how they decide to, is best. And that's what should be done. People should own land privately and uh, and take care of it in the way that they think is best and let the marketplace decide. Thanks for the call, Cameron. Appreciate it. 800 259 to Finn in Mississippi. Finn, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Hey, gentlemen, how are,
0: y'all
4: do- how are y'all tonight? Super. Good, sir.
6: What's up? Um, I uh, am a podcast listener, but I heard you guys say something, that, and I just wanted to check and make sure I heard it right. you had Ron Paul on this evening? We yeah, sure did. We did,
1: did um, at 8 o'clock.
6: Fantastic. Second hour. I'll definitely be to that soon. I'm a huge Ron Paul
1: fan. It'll be up It'll be up on the website at freetalklive.com at about midnight. Before midnight, yeah. So anybody who's listening, like Cameron, for instance, who was listening for the very first time, you can hear six nights a week of Free Talk Live, three hours every night. Yep, that's true. At freetalklive.com.
6: Yeah, I, I download the podcast. I just always stay a little bit behind the curve because I'm, you know. Don't All have, right. I'll, don't always have a What's the issue, to Finn? I'm them. Well, I heard, uh, I'm actually listening to like the August, 4th or 5th, I think, where you guys were talking to this uh, guy who's in a UFC-style fighting league and it was getting over-regulated by the Boxing Commission. Yeah,
1: right, in um, Minnesota. Uh,
6: yeah, it sounded really unfortunate. You guys made one good suggestion, that was just have the fighters beat the crap out of them, but the, <laughs> I thought another good one would be uh, how about, you know, you just maybe get a few of the organizers together, rent out this place, set up a little tan for donations, maybe have a suggested limit similar to an admission ticket, and just have your own unregulated fights, you know?
1: So uh, you you think that uh, the regulation comes because of the um, paid-for uh, situation?
6: No, no, no. What I'm saying is just just to, you know, don't, you know, just drop out of the, the boxing commission and have your own fights down the street. Just, you know, do the same routine. But just, then the cops you know? will come. Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> It would be a good way to shove it in their face. I it's think,
0: it's not easy, man, but any sort of resistance will be good. Any level of resistance, instead of just sitting back and taking the abuse from these bureaucrats. Thanks for the suggestions, man. Great wow. call. Yes, Thank you for it. 800-259-9231. It was just basically the reason why the regulation comes is because the industry became established, mm-hmm. because, the, because the cost to leave was too high. Because what we're talking about is this uh, Ultimate Fighting Championship kind of style, kickboxing sort of fighting. Right. Uh, in the
1: octagon rather than the square ring.
0: Right. If you and I, Mark, decided we were going to start Ultimate Fighting Keene, New Hampshire, and we went down to the YMCA and you know somehow got them to give us uh, a boxing ring or something like that to, mm-hmm. to fight in, we'd be able to get away with it for quite a while before the government decided to come in and step in and regulate. it. As soon the as there
1: go- was enough money passing hand-to-hand for tickets right. and that kind of thing, well, then the government has a tendency to get in, interested. It has nothing to do with protecting anyone or sure. making sure things are fair right, or anything if the like that. If the government
0: wanted to protect people, then they'd be there, Johnny on the spot, as soon as they got wind of the operation, as soon
1: as they heard that there was a fight going on. Even uh, though these would be people that would be uh, fighting of their own, you know, they they've all signed pieces of paper waivers, and they, yeah. they've done their, uh, you know, they, you
0: know, it's a sport. So they would step in if they were really if they really cared about people, they'd step in immediately, but they don't. They sit back and they watch and they wait and they see. Well, are these gonna are these guys gonna fold? Are they gonna go away? Are they gonna stick around? And If you stick around and you start getting more popular, you start getting more business, mm-hmm. more people interested, people more and more people attending the the fights and That's the shows. That's when the graft comes in. Then all of a sudden, government bureaucrats. You know, we attend. we
1: don't call bribery bribery here in the United States because we do it through more official means. But really, what difference is it is giving the giving the fees, money to the cop or giving it to the uh, uh you know the the government fees taxes? Uh, it's all bribery. And so they only step in when there's enough money
0: to uh, get a good piece of and also to make it so that the organization, you know, they're too ingrained. They're too ingrained in the area to leave at that point, and so they feel like they have to pay up. It's sick. It's extortion. It's gangster activity. More on the way, it's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll, Freeline 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We are inviting you to experience the live streams, broadband version of the show and a dial-up version,
1: both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's RLC.org. And, you know, Ron Paul, who we had on earlier, was uh, at one point the chairman of the RLC.
0: Good to know. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to David in South Carolina. Hello, David.
4: Hey, guys. Hope everything's
19: going all right.
0: Super. What's on your mind?
19: Uh, Well, I've been listening to the podcast like the last caller. I'm a little bit more ahead, though. Uh, Just got through the uh, abortion discussion y'all had on Wednesday. And I wanted to kind of add a little bit extra because this is something that, not necessarily needs a black market solution because there are plenty of ways someone can go out, and there are, are warning signs. Don't use it if you're pregnant. Don't write on this if you're pregnant. And if you do stuff like that, that can really hurt you. So it's not just a matter of black market taking care of things because you could come out okay with that. You know, if you go out and take care of it yourself like that, that would be even worse.
0: I'm not sure what you're saying. I'm not either. What are you saying?
19: Well, like uh, if someone was pregnant, you know, found out they were pregnant and they didn't quite, they weren't quite showing, and they went to a theme park and rode a roller coaster. If that terminates their pregnancy, it can actually be pretty damaging to them, as I understand it.
1: I wouldn't know. I'm not, not a medical doctor, so I don't know. But uh, well, yeah, I, I do see that uh, people could do some terrible things to themselves if um, abortion were outlawed. That's the reason, yes. even though I consider it the uh, the ending of a human life, I can't see what else it is. I'm, I also just don't see it being a good thing you know, to outlaw.
0: A war on abortion is just right. going to create a nightmare situation where you, what you're saying is they might not necessarily go to a black market abortion doctor. They might come up with some creative ways to do it themselves. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah,
7: it'd it pretty
19: much be like during Prohibition, make people making a quite dangerous uh, moonshine in their kitchen.
0: Like maybe take a baseball bat to the abdomen or something like that? Yes.
19: Something like yeah.
0: that, yes. My goodness. Uh, any other <laughs> thoughts for us?
19: Uh, no, I'm actually. about all I can say is I'm glad I'm going to be able to listen to Ron Paul on the podcast later on. Thanks, David. So thanks appreciate the call, sir.
0: We appreciate you. 800-259-9231. You know, it's a really important point, and I I hate this issue. It's the you know the, uh, black, the black hole, hole. Yeah. of uh, talk radio this abortion issue. Look, government shouldn't be involved in paying for abortions, nor should it be involved in prohibiting abortions. It just shouldn't involved. If you think it's murder, then I think that all you really should do is ostracize people that you de- that uh, that you can determine have actually taken part in it. Because by prohibiting abortion, you're going to create a black market, you're going to make it so uh, the people who will go and seek them, and people will go and
1: seek them, Absolutely. even that though we, it's illegal. It's been illegal in this country before, people just were as, seeking them then, they will start seeking them
0: again. Just as people seek gambling even though it's illegal, and people seek prostitution even though it's illegal, and people seek drugs even though it's illegal. Do okay? we really
1: you want to put those people in jail let's
0: understand that prohibition does not work it never works anytime no. it's tried all it does is create unintended consequences and more just and of course the government uses prohibition as an excuse to infringe on our liberties as ron paul was saying mm-hmm. uh in uh, in hour number two of the show so if you want to prohibit something look out because
1: you're going to pay the cost you're going to pay the price i'm going to pay the cost and i'm going to pay yeah. the price too that's what I mean, you, everybody. Yeah, you everybody, everybody is. To my and voice. See, that's the thing is, um, you know, even though a, a vocal minority want to outlaw abortions, They'll make all of us pay for it in, one, in, in the sense that, uh, you know, we have to pay for the people that are being locked up and we'll have to pay the price that society will reap as a result. Let me give you an and example of an unintended consequence, because when government
0: tries to do something, it inevitably ends up doing either nothing at all or the absolute opposite of its original intention. So with the war on drugs, their idea was we're going to we're going to stop people from taking drugs. We're going to crack down and we'll put a stop to this whole illegal drug problem. Well, in Tallahassee, CBS 4 News uh, first introduced you to Richard Paye after interviewing him in prison. And uh, we talked about Richard on this program a few months ago. Mm-hmm. But now Governor Charlie Crist has taken a step that could free this chronic pain patient from prison and bring him home to his wife and children. Two years into Paye's 25-year sentence, you could see his feet twisted, his hands trembling, and his body failing. An old car accident ruined his spine, and his pain is unbearable. He also has multiple sclerosis to boot and is confined to a wheelchair. He relies on a morphine pump provided by the state to dull his pain. The sad irony is that while Pei is allowed to self-medicate in prison, it was his self-medicating that first got him sent there. Pei is serving a 25-year mandatory minimum Under Florida's draconian drug laws. Mm. He was convicted of drug trafficking in March of 2004 for possessing more than 100 pills. He said he needed them to treat his chronic pain. All sides conceded he never sold a single drug. Meaning, the prosecutors... Conceded. Right. He was not a drug dealer, but he had more than X amount of
1: pills, and therefore... That's the way it is. That's what happens when the legislature
0: ties the hands
1: of judges, by the way.
0: Because of this mandatory minimum sentencing garbage, because of these insane zero-tolerance drug laws, a man who has a family... Has uh, kids, mm-hmm. a man who's crippled and def- confined to a wheelchair, was given 25 years in Florida
1: prison. Yeah, for some reason, we need to pay to incarcerate a guy in a wheelchair as though he's a danger to society and in pay some for way, his shape morphine. Form.
0: And pay for the. So he was getting. He was on hydrocodone pain pills. Hydrocodone is an opiate mm-hmm. Morphine is an opiate He's on the same kind of pain medication now as he was before It's just that now we're all paying to feed and house this man and, and give him drugs It's ludicrous This is so insane Last week Governor Chris and the Board of Clemency Granted him a waiver of the rules So his petition for clemency could be heard immediately Crystal Weaver That is not easy to get
1: They, don't, they no. do not uh, grant those waivers of rules very often I have gone for clemency in front of that uh, same board Crystal Weaver is a local
0: activist who you didn't have, unfortunately. Uh, CBS Matter of fact, 4. I am
1: up for uh, clemency in front of that board. You didn't have
0: CBS4 reporting on your case. No, no. So. Uh, which is probably helping him out.
1: I a didn't bit. deserve it like this guy did either. I
0: Crystal Weaver is a local activist who speaks out against mandatory drug laws, and uh, apparently her sister also faced a 25 year sentence for possessing 49 Percocet pills Penny unlike Richard took a plea Weaver says she hopes the governor helps pay and takes one step further and changes the law she says quote if justice would be served if they would not uh, justice would be served they would if justice would be served they would not just commute his sentence but a full pardon and waive financial in addition to uh, for basically being a person in pain And you know what? She's right. They need to end this insane war on drugs. This man was not hurting anybody, Mm -hmm. but his case is not really that unusual. What may be unusual about it is the 25-year mandatory minimum sentence. I don't know how much, you know, 100 pills will get you in Texas or in Washington or any other states. But there are mandatory minimums across the country, many of them 5, 10, 15 years for simple drug possession. We have people in jail. This man is a perfect example. People in jail, nonviolent individuals who have never harmed a hair on another person's body... Who are spending more time in prison than murderers and rapists and thieves and arsonists? Mm-hmm. That is what's going on in this country right now, and how anybody can just sit by and say, well, yeah, he deserved it for taking pain pills without a prescription. He's an evil criminal. Who could possibly think that way? What sort of an awful person do you have to be to look at somebody who's sick, a man with multiple sclerosis, confined to a wheelchair, and say, you, sir, did not have a prescription, and therefore you need to go to a jail cell? What kind of mentality is that? And Seems who crazy the hell me. do you think you are? How dare you suggest that you know what's right and what's wrong as far as who can put
1: what in their body? How dare you? You know, uh, some of these people, their, their pain's just so intense. That's what pain drugs are for, aren't they?
0: You know, I was watching some, of the, uh, some clips from these politicians, these guys running for president, mm-hmm. John McCain, for instance. Somebody asked John McCain at a recent uh, forum in New Hampshire... Uh, to com- basically to compare uh, alcohol prohibition to drug prohibition, he said, "Oh, there's a huge, huge difference. Uh, you know, alcohol you can have a couple of drinks and uh, and you can be okay, but uh, marijuana and uh, these other drugs they're they're evil, they're bad." I'm paraphrasing, basically. What John McCain doesn't know a damn thing about marijuana. He's, he's just a uh, he's just a scumbag liar. The fact is, marijuana and these other drugs. Well, he just doesn't know anything, and the fact that he's telling us what to do is ludicrous. They have absolutely positive. Effects On many people, multiple sclerosis, glaucoma, AIDS, cancer victims, and the fact that these politicians just brush those people off. Oh, there's no such thing as medical marijuana. I've seen politicians make that claim.
1: Yeah, like they know.
0: You fools. You have no idea how much damage you're doing to people's lives. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, and this is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 That's 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you should go... And shop with us at store.freetalklive.com. Lots of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise. We've got Free Talk Live archive collector sets. We've got hoodies. We've got t-shirts. We've got hats. Man, you name it. It's great stuff. Good quality merchandise. You'll like it. Store.freetalklive.com. All right. So here's another crazy story from Florida. While we're at it, dad wasn't dad after all. But still owes child support. Yeah, have heard of these stories. Ford Lauderdale, 16 months after his divorce, Richard Parker made a devastating discovery. A DNA test revealed that his three-year-old son had been fathered by someone else. Apparently he had some suppositions. Mr. Parker immediately filed a lawsuit claiming fraud by his apparently unfaithful ex-wife. He took his case all the way to the Florida Supreme Court. Recently, Florida justices ruled 7-0 to zero against him. Huh. Unanimous. They said that Parker must continue to pay $1,200 a month in child support because he had missed the one-year post-divorce deadline for
1: filing his lawsuit. Well, the state is that way because um, if the state didn't uh, require him to pay, then they would have to because they've got this welfare system all set up uh, that's supposed to save everybody. Mm. So now they've become responsible, so they have an interest in making some guy who's not the dad of these kids pay for them.
0: His court-ordered payments would total her more than $200,000 over 15 years to support another man's child. Quote, one of the justices wrote, We find the balance of policy considerations favors protecting the best interests of the child over protecting the interests of one parent defrauded by the other parent in the midst of a divorce proceeding. Screw your freedom. Screw what you say. Okay, yeah, it's not your kid, but oh, we're going to stick you with the bill anyway. Quote, we recognize the former husband in this case may feel victimized, he writes. <laughs> he then quotes But a, so he then quotes a scholar to explain the ruling quote While some individuals are innocent victims of deceptive partners, adults are aware of the high incidence of infidelity and only they, not the children, are able to act to ensure that the biological ties they may deem essential are present. In fact, the High Court is saying it's partially Parker's fault for trusting his wife you believe this? Mm. The Parker case illustrates an increasingly contentious debate over the rights and responsibilities of divorced fathers who've been duped and don't challenge paternity at or near the time of divorce. But it also raises fundamental questions about the nature of fatherhood and the legal responsibilities that can attach to a, a to a father-child relationship, even when that relationship is the result of fraud and deception by a wife and mother. Can you imagine that you are having a? Let's just say you're Mark, you and your wife get along great. You guys are having a great relationship yeah. so far. And uh, let's imagine It's had its ups and downs, but yeah, you, I know you're planning on having a kid at some point in the future. And uh, so let's say that point comes about, and she's you know eight or nine months pregnant or whatever, and you decide that. You've heard too many, one too many of these stories, like we're reading right now, and you you want to trust your wife. She's a nice lady, and she seems trustworthy, and you don't have any reason to believe that she's been unfaithful to you, but apparently this guy didn't really have any reason to believe it either. But you've heard too many stories, and so you start to get a little bit paranoid. And you say to your wife, Laura, you say, Laura, you know, I... I just want to make sure I'm covered. This isn't any, I don't think you've done anything wrong, honey. I don't think, I just want to make sure I've heard these stories and I want to make sure we're covered. Let's just have a paternity test done.
1: What would that do? That's going to go really poorly. Yeah. Really, really poorly.
0: Anybody who's in a good relationship who all of a sudden drops this bomb of, well, I don't know. Maybe They're we in a bad relationship a suddenly. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, the S is going to hit the fan. Yeah, and uh, you know, if there wasn't a divorce possibility before, now all of a sudden she's going to be thinking, "What? You don't trust me? You don't trust me?" And, uh, and she'd have a right to feel that way. I mean, that's kind of you know,
1: what's rude <laughs> if you've had a if you've had a good relationship. If you don't have any reason to doubt the person, I, I you know, a paternity right. test seems strange to me.
0: Yeah, Laura, I didn't want to get uh, you know, I didn't really want to hire a. A uh, private investigator to follow you around, so let's just go and get a quick paternity. It's no big deal. Y- y- you don't have anything to hide, do ya? I
1: mean, can you? Imagine? Can you imagine this conversation? I, I, I the, the amount that I can imagine it scares the crap out of me.
0: Right. So most men are not going to do what the judges here are suggesting they do. Well, you should have known there's high incidence of
1: infidelity and therefore is a good chance your wife's cheating on you, so therefore you should run these tests. Yeah. If you don't, we're gonna stick you with the bill. This is uh, this is the problem. This is government trying to cover its tracks for having welfare in the first place, um, you know, taking care of, you know, children without fathers and things like that, which is really the job of uh charity. You know, the people that mm. really care, people that do a good job at it. That's their job. You know, the government's just trying to cover its tracks. This is a terrible ruling, and I don't care whether you um, found out when the kid was one or found out when the kid was 17. Right. Now, I don't necessarily think that
0: – I mean, for instance, if he's for, the kid's three years old at right. this point in this case. So the guy's been paying on a monthly basis for three years. I think that if you find out that the kid's not yours, well, and you're three years in the hole, you don't get the money back. You know, it really was – your fault. I mean, I agree that it's his fault for not knowing right. for sure. I'm with you on that. I, so I would,
1: I would say that uh,
0: you know once the, the you know the money's gone, it's you, spent. Yeah, you have no right at that point to sue your ex-wife or ex-husband or whoever uh, to sue your ex-wife for uh, reparations, if you will. You yeah, just that doesn't take your make losses, any sense to me. Cut your losses and move on. Uh, you should be just freed from future obligations. But in this case, the judges are saying seven to zero. Nah, screw it. You got to keep paying for the next fifteen years. Yeah, that that seems crazy to me too. It is crazy. Most states, by the way, have laws that permit courts to order men who've been deceived to continue to make child support payments. Yeah. So this isn't a Florida no, only thing. No, no, this thing. is
1: not uncommon. This is just about every state that I've ever heard of.
0: Even when they have no biological connection to the child, the idea is to minimize any disruption in the life
1: of the child. In and the state's coffers.
0: In recent years, some states have begun passing laws that give deceived dads some ways to fight back. There are no reliable estimates of how often paternity fraud takes place. Some findings suggest 4 to 10 percent of fathers have been duped. Uh, but no definitive study has been completed. Yeah, how would you know? I mean, this is it's most, crazy. Most ex-husbands who have been fooled into the United States, unlike most of them, Parker might still prevail in court. Uh, last summer, the Florida legislature passed a law that allows men to use the newly discovered paternity evidence like Parker's DNA test results to overturn a court order to pay child support for someone else's child. The June 2006 law is aimed at preventing the kind of outcome ordered by the Florida Supreme Court. Uh, the policy approach taken by the legislature stands in sharp contrast to the policy considerations cited by the state Supreme Court justices. So uh, there might be a, a bit of a bright light on the horizon for some fathers in this particular case. But, you know, what do you do? How many people
1: have to suffer before it, uh, right. you know, they, they get a good ruling here?
0: What do you do in this particular case? How do How do men handle this? I mean, it's bad enough that you, as, as guys, we're risking a lot anyway just having sex with a female. I mean, for all you know, if she's youngish. We
1: seem to be willing to uh, do it
0: anyway. Right. If she's youngish, she, she, you think she's 20, she's actually 16, you go to jail for statutory rape. So not only do we have to check their ID and be able to spot a fake ID before yeah. we have sex with them, after the fact, we have to demand paternity tests if she gets pregnant in order to make sure and to be very careful and make sure that they're not actually our kids. I mean, and I'm sure I'm missing a few steps.
1: Yeah, as as though I'm not the ma- magician just to get her into the uh, instance where she could get pregnant, you know, to, to get a woman to uh, have sex with me. Then I've got to be a doctor to know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, whether she's old enough. And then um, I've, I've got to be able to determine the paternity of the child. This is ludicrous. And you also have to treat her with kid gloves, too, because if, you know, as right, a Because th- if she hollers rape. You're in big big trouble.
0: Well, there's the rape thing, but then there's also the fact that let's just say you've had uh, you know, a very brief relationship with a, uh, a lady, like just for a few weeks, you know? And you you've had sex a few times and you move on to your next relationship and, you know, then the phone call comes in a year later, "Mark, I uh I just wanted to let you know I had a baby." And, you know, it's, it hits you like a ton of bricks, right? It, you have no way of knowing if it's your kid. Uh, now all of a sudden... You According know, ball, to this
1: Florida rule, if she waited two years to call me, I wouldn't be able to dispute the paternity, apparently. Right, as, as long as she fingers you
0: as the father, you're the man. So how much power are women going to have in this particular case? It seems to me that the only sensible thing a man can do in this day and age is vasectomy. Honestly, that seems to be the most sensible thing that you can possibly do. Oh, sorry, sweetie. You're pregnant. Well, I'll go have myself checked and make sure that I'm still shooting blanks. But uh, there's pretty much a 99.9 percent chance that wasn't me. Yeah, this and is,
1: you, they, instead of getting, checking yourself for shooting blanks, you better go check and see if you've got a social disease because apparently she's been uh, she's been around the block. Well, know, that's obviously. always a sensible thing to do, anyway. But uh, you know, this is it's stories like these that in, that led me to get a vasectomy at age 22. Well. I, it, seems, it seems extreme. I certainly haven't gotten one myself, but I do understand your point. You, if you have a vasectomy as a man, then you finally are in total control
0: over your reproductive habits. There is no, you know, there's a virtually zero percent chance that that vasectomy is going to reverse itself. And the yeah, longer, close. the longer you go, the less likely the reversal becomes. So I recommend it to uh, to all men. You know, if you want a kid, adopt. There's plenty of them out there. Yeah, there's a lot of kids out it's there. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. We'll return Monday night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend.